Bruising Banner Podcast. Bruising Banner Podcast. Bruising Banner Podcast. Bruising Banner Podcast. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Bruising Banner Podcast. I am your host, Rob G. And with me, as always, is the legendary Brew Crew. What up, fellas? I got water, I got, you know, juice or whatever. Like, got any twin legs? <laughs> As a matter of fact, I do. My question to everybody is, does Delaware have an actual culture? This is the podcast that we talk about beer, but we also talk about a lot of things that's happening in the world. Politics, movies, anything really that comes to our mind while we're here, sampling these brews, grab a drink, and pull up a chair. <laughs> On stage rocking, I'm still crazy. Coco Fola 1980s. Come lit still, I drop lazy. None of that maybe. Energy. Energy. The more I listen to the more I, I like the album even more, the more and more. <laughs> that's still Beyonce, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's still Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Uh, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to Bruising Banter Podcast, where the topic is the rocking and the brew. Well, happy to fuel. And I'm your host, Rob G. And with me, as always, the legendary brew crew. What's going on, fellas? Hi. What is going on, everyone? How y'all doing out there? Is doing all right. Uh, oh, you ain't talking to me, right? You talking to them? <laughs> I, I, I'm talking to everybody. <laughs> talking, talking to anyone. All right, whoever's listening, I'm talking to y'all. <laughs> gotcha. Um, this so, is episode. What was, what was that song? What was that? What I know. Was, I don't know. He started singing, then he said, "Oh, you not talking to me." <laughs> um, I don't know. It was. It wasn't any song, but I must say, since. Meet me at the crossroads or you won't be lonely. Meet me at the crossroads or you won't be lonely. That's a song that somebody asked me to sing, so I sung it this week. Somebody asked you to sing. <laughs> that is a fucking lie. I need to see this. Okay, I will. <laughs> I did see the uh, the question asked, and I did not respond. I just let that go by. But somebody did respond. Somebody so did respond. So there you go. If you want your song sung on the podcast, remember to hit me up and I will sing it. I did a pretty good job. I don't know the whole word, so I ain't not going to go that far. Yo, um, I like it. I like it's only like 10 seconds. You in right. and out. Yeah, exactly. In and, out. in and out. In and out. Everybody know exactly what he's singing. Right. Um, but this is episode 174 of Bruising uh, Banter Podcast, and we do have a uh, special guest with us this evening. Uh, we're gonna bring her bring her on in this few seconds. Um, if you don't know who it is, uh, it's right there in the title. Uh, it, it does say Farmer John right there, but it is Krista Barfield, aka Farmer John, uh, the uh, founder and CEO of Viva Life Tea, Farmer John Agriculture, and I think it's like Farmer John Greenery. But we'll ask her all. All these uh, things when she, <laughs> all these things when she get in. So, uh, later, without further ado, I want to bring Chris to the uh, podcast. Hello, hello. Hi. <laughs> uh, Thank that. you for having me. Thank you for being Thank here. For coming. Yeah, thanks for coming on. <laughs> we're, we're always uh, got the good light. Look at her light. <laughs> oh, <great. laughs> the trick is to be in a window. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, I thought it had something to do with like the farmer. You know how you need sunshine to farm. This guy. Where I am is six p.m. So the 
it's the sun a- is starting to descend. <laughs> yes, yeah, the end of the day. I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. It's time for the the farmer to go in for the day, right? Is that? I looked at the count. I looked at the clock. Was like, is it six p.m.? Oh yeah, it is. We we on the same. It home. is no, yeah. <laughs> you gotta be in these. This is the dog days of summer, so you gotta be out the field by noon if you don't want to be burnt and burnt dehydrated. Up. Yeah, because it's hot. Oh. <laughs> That's, that's true. Yeah, that makes sense. That's information that makes sense. That's information I did not know, though. But what are they planning anything at this time? Well, I guess I can, before we get yeah, it's time for fall. <laughs> before we get Definitely, into all, I mean, you gotta eat all year, so now's the time to plant for that, fall. That is true. Uh, before we get into all that, we always like to know what people are drinking on. So, what are we drinking today? And um, we always start with a guest. So, are you drinking something today, Crystal? I am. All right. You want to know what it is? Absolutely. <laughs> H2, H2O. <laughs> so, um, the correction, you said Viva Life Tea. It is Viva Leaf Tea. Oh. And. and oh, you know, this website, so, this website I, I, this article I have pulled up said life. That's why. Oh, did it? Well, please let me know so I can get a correction. I will do. <laughs> it's on PA Eats. Oh, yeah. I'm going to let them know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but Viva Leaf Tea Company is, um, yeah, I have a bunch of different blends that I have created from herbs that we grow at the farm, and this happens to be a, basically a white tea base, so something super light, something to wind down, it has lavender, chamomile, and sage in it. Mm. Okay, so she's drinking a nice tea. She gonna fall yeah, asleep. I was about to say, you know, rock a bye, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I've been up since five. Oh man, she gonna be like, yeah, y'all, because you know this we do. <laughs> <laughs> the lavender, guys, it's the lavender. Right, right. <laughs> that is definitely night, night. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it does sound sound delicious. Then that do you take it like? Is. I'm just curious. Do you take it like plain, no sugar, no, or do you have sugar in it, or you just drink oh. it straight? Plain. Oh. Yeah, mine's just plain. I do have honeys. Um, okay. I have a lavender-infused honey as well, mm. but I don't happen to have it in this mix. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is the lavender-infused honey in the actual tea leaves? Or is it just Is there the- honey in the tea leaves? Yeah. Like in the blend? Uh, in the tea blend or in the um, the honey infusion? Oh, what were you saying? That, okay. were, were you asking what a tea already sweetened? Was that what you was asking, Lou? Is the tea, I think so, yeah. Is the yes. tea sweetened or unsweetened? It's already sweetened with the, with the infused honey. No, so there okay. are two different products. There is a tea that gotcha. has lavender, chamomile, and sage in it, and then there's a line of honeys that I do that are infused with herbs. So I have a lavender-infused honey that I usually pair with those when I'm mm. selling it to patrons. However, mm-hmm. I don't consume a bunch of honey, um, so I actually like my tea as is. I like the earthiness. Of mm. it. Gotcha. Mm. Gotcha. Straight no gotcha. chaser. All right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know, I'm not even going to try to correct it. I'm just going to yeah. let, let it die right there. God, die on right. the vine. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, yo, what you drinking on? I got um, something from Smoketown Beer Station out of... Um, out of New Bron, where where are they from? Somewhere in Merlin. Yeah, Frederick. Oh, yeah, Brunswick. I was Brunswick. Brunswick, Merlin. Um, this is called Potomac IPA. You know, I'm not real like heavy on the IPA, but this is actually pretty good. Hmm. 
but um, this is 7.4, and this is what it looks mm-hmm. like in the glass. I got it in my black is beautiful glass because everything, every time I touch it, you know, it makes me feel happy. But um, yeah, this is a good IPA. I mean, it's nothing really super special about it, but it's nice and cold and refreshing. There you go. Yeah. But I would drink. I would pass me another one of these, though. All right. How come I didn't get that? I didn't get that fanciness of what my I'm confused. Because oh, you, you, you got I'm sorry, because you got to say the magic word. You got to say the magic phrase, which is pass me another. Like you would drink your tea again. All right, I'll wait. I'm gonna save it for later. Just don't miss it when I say it. Don't miss it. <laughs> she said, "Wait a minute, what's going on here? Where are these words coming from?" <laughs> um, all right, uh, Lou, what you drinking on? Oh, man, this is the third installment of the War Series from Miss Pillion River Brewing Company. Well, you still at war with these man, people? Man, listen. <laughs> it's only week three. They got like nine of them, but I'm I'm done after this one. I'm not I'm not going to go four or five, six weeks in a row. I'm going I'm to do something new next week. All right. Uh, but this is, uh, like I said, this is War Llama. That's what the can looks like. It's, uh, we did, what we do? War Possum. War Raccoon. <laughs> it's like a lot of different animals that don't normally be in war but they put them in war <laughs> but this is another flavored electrolyte infused beer um it's at five percent abv it's in a pint can as y'all can see it says war llama is green tart and refreshing uh yeah it's green this is green oh, as my wow shirt. yeah uh is the electrolyte what do you mean when you say safe? Because I need to know what's in it. Like, I, I'm very curious as to what the ingredients are. She's like, is there yellow five <laughs> in there? And, yeah. In 2022, does it matter? In 2022. No, I don't think it has any of them natural things that, that you're mentioning. Yeah, because nope. the only thing that should make it that color is chlorophyll, which is the inside of a plant. A plant. Yeah, no. I don't think it has any plant. <laughs> Plant matter in here. <laughs> I mean, of course it does. That's what beer is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. You know, see, Crystal, Yo, she set you up, Lou. Oh, <laughs> look, Crystal. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a long <laughs> interview process for me. You and I, I've been we struggling. Have a one-on-one instruction lesson. I'll be fine with that. Honey. Yes, I definitely be, I'll be fine with all that. I have so many questions. I have so many questions. So yes. Yeah, I, I would not even mind that. that right. Me either. I, I would Right. Like, don't make it one on one. Make it one on two. That's the thing everybody catch on to in terms of electrolytes. Now, my wife's war llama is my wife's favorite, but people do say when they hear electrolytes in beer, they be like, ah, ah. Like, like, what is that? Yeah, I don't yeah, it's like no. That's I mean weird. I know. I've heard of electrolytes, but only like Gatorade and Powerade, yeah, which has a uh, food coloring in it as well. So I don't think we should be drinking that either. Yeah, but the but the year of the monkey pox, I don't even know if it matters. I mean, it's just shit, it's just whatever, <laughs> whatever gets you through. If that war llama gets you through, <laughs> well, yeah, it's, I'm gonna pass me another. I like these sours, man. <laughs> series back in a little bit but yeah. i'm uh i'm done for now uh-huh. so, but cheer, cheers to miss pillion and john from uh the wine place okay john from the wine, wine place. place what's going on Dad? what's uh, up family what's going on y'all much, what, what are you what are I you was working off a wrong link yo uh-huh. 
Yeah, like I put it in um you know my email join. I clicked and I said, I said uh, ended mm-hmm. an hour and fifty six minutes ago. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here now. All right, so what you drinking on? Oh, it's my turn. Awesome. I'm drinking on some uh, of Lawson's finest liquids, sip of sunshine. Oh, okay. I IPA John. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel like lately, like when I've been drinking, I've been venturing out away from one of my favorite styles, which is IPA. So today I was like, you know what? You know, bring it I, need to, I need to bring it back. Exactly. So Ain't it like IPA week or something? It was IPA, it was day. IPA day, what, last Monday? Last, oh, no, IPA day. No, last like Thursday, I think. Thursday? Oh, okay, midweek. Yeah, so it was. So this comes out of uh, Stratford, Connecticut. Um, I'm looking for the uh, ABV on this joint. Oh, there it is. It's coming in at 8%. See that joint right there? Ooh. Um, Pour is pretty golden. I would say this is a traditional IPA. It doesn't. um, Flavor-wise, it gives me everything from the floral to a little bit of citrus. So if I had to guess, there probably is some you know, some aromas of some fruit and everything in here. So I'm going to say a pass me another because it's absolutely my favorite. You said it's your favorite? Like yeah, your favorite? Style of beer. Oh, okay. Yeah, style mm-hmm. of beer. Mm-hmm. Yo, are you holding one of our glasses? Are you drinking out of one of our glasses and it's not uh, turned towards the camera? Uh, okay, you thank, you, thank, thank you. Oh, you, 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 you're doing the visual aids. I, I'll make sure I do this. Go ahead, take a screenshot. Take a screenshot right now. I want to see that in the real. I want to see that in the real later. I just wanted to make make sure that it was her. Mm -hmm. All right. Yes, indeed. Rob G. Yes, sir. Uh, What are you drinking on this week, sir? I'm actually drinking on from uh, Cape May uh, in cahoots with the qualified captain. It's called the Boat Ramp Champ. Mm -hmm. It is a Hell's Lager. Um, Did you say cahoots or does it say cahoots? It says in cahoots. It says it on the can. Um, you can't see that one up. And hoots with the uh, boat ramp, uh, the qualified captain, which I guess is like a um, a boat brand or like a shipping clothing brand or something like that, mm-hmm. or a boating. A well, boating shit, I don't know. I'm not. A, I, don't, I ain't in. A, obviously, you could tell me I, I'm not <laughs> in that water life. <laughs> whatever, whatever they call it. <laughs> um, it could be a boating brand. Yeah, but this is um 5.5 percent uh, ABV. Uh, like I said, Cape May out of uh, Cape May, New Jersey. Um, it's a good, it's a nice and light um, style. Obviously, Hell's Lagers are, are pretty light, uh, German style, what, traditional. What's it, what kind of light lager is it? Hell's, H-E-L-L-E-S. Oh. It's a nice German style, nice and light, um, mall forward, uh, delicious. Um, it, I mean, it's on your, I guess, if it tastes like beer, tastes beer, because it, it isn't a lager, so it is it's delicious. Um, but I, but I enjoy these nice, fresh, refresh, uh, refreshing, crisp uh, beers after drinking IPAs and and sours and stuff. This is a nice thing to get your balance back. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why I rock with it. So I'm gonna pass me another. I just want to quickly interject mm-hmm. and just say what my favorite beers are. Okay. Hell, <laughs> want to interject. <laughs> Because I am a beer drinker, okay. I'm actually not at my own home. Oh, okay. but I, so I don't, I don't have access to the things I normally would have access to in this moment. Okay. Um, but yes, but the beers that I drink, at least style of beer for sure, is going to be saisons and farmhouse ales. Okay, are my nice. are my tops. So similar to sours, so I can get down with a sour too because they're brewed very similarly. 
Um, so yeah, that's all I'll say about that. That's okay. All right. Nice. <laughs> well, uh, we'll ask more about that now that you brought it back, brought it up. Okay. Uh, uh, but without further ado, uh, we want to uh, once again welcome you to the podcast. Here's another round of applause. Yes, welcome, welcome. Welcome. And now the uh, floor is yours to tell us who uh, Krista Barfield is, how you got into agriculture, how, how how did you get into farming, urban horticultural, horticultural, horticultural? You said it right. We won't work <laughs> <on> the <word. laughs> A little tongue tongue twister, huh? Horticulture. Horticulture. It's horticulture, but because my just my gave her the floor in my head, I was thinking. Oh, Horticulturalist, but then I was saying horticulture, so that's what was throwing me. What? Never mind. Oh. All, in. All, in. All, 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 all of it. All of it. All of it. I was thinking a lot in my head while also talking. That's yeah, why. Some of you still. Talk. <laughs> that's what I heard. Okay. Anyway, Krista, uh, the floor is don't yours. Give, yeah, don't give us any room for error because we will light each other's ass up. <laughs> light each other's ass up. Oh, you know what? Wrong wrong word, wrong all right, word. let's Krista. Don't fumble. We, we <laughs> might... Chris already, Chris already got me. No, I'm gonna, gonna be the one to keep y'all straight. I'm gonna keep keeping us on our toes already. Yeah, that's why I ain't said shit. I'm just sitting back. Right? You about to get me today? <laughs> oh, oh she gonna get you. Don't worry. Well, because no. you can tell in her voice. You right. You don't even have to know. What's at the end of Farmer John? Well, you don't even know. Have to know John Mean, but you can tell in her voice where she's from. <laughs> right, right. Okay. <laughs> oh, you can. Oh, absolutely. People Most people can't. Most people think I'm from the South because my family is from the South and they can pick it up. Oh no! That is Philly all day. Oh, yeah, that's a Philly. I hear Philly all day long. Yeah, Farmer John's. Well, we and we and we, you know, we socialize. We in Philly a lot. We we got friends, family, and stuff from there. So right, it's in there. We ain't never gonna get rid of it. Krista Barfield is a Philadelphia native um, from uptown. I'm born and raised in Germantown. I still live in Germantown. Word, word. And uh, life has been all full of and invested in healthcare and science mm-hmm. um, and welfare of people. And after a while of doing that, working under uh, some of the best positions in the game, in the world, uh, literally, I got burnt out. You know, and I decided to resign from that career in the way that I was doing it, you know, in healthcare, traditional healthcare. And I took a trip to Martinique, which is a, a French colony in the Caribbean. Mm. Um, and I saw black people farming mm. when I went. And that wasn't, uh, that was by accident. Like I literally, I mean, for me, I would say it wasn't an accident, but I didn't do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. And um, and when I got to uh, Martinique, I had a, a bounty of beautiful experiences, and it just so happened that my Airbnb host was a black farmer. Oh, serendipitous! Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so I took that trip by myself to Martinique. It was my first time out of the country, and this is in January 2018. And uh, so I'm gonna paint the picture for y'all. On January 2nd of 2018, I walk into work energized, ready for a new year. I'm managing a team of eight people. Mm-hmm. I have 23 doctors. I'm working in a, in a practice that has 23 physicians. I'm working for one of the busiest practices of the larger practice. Um, my practice is in Center City. 
I have my own parking spot downtown. Mm, okay. Uh, wow. I'm doing it. So you know I need it, right? Yeah. yeah. Right, right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was the indicator for me. Um, mm-hmm. And and honestly, that was also the the highlight of that whole of that job because I worked so hard for them. Jan, you know, January second, I remember walking into work, and I read an email from my boss around seven thirty, and I was. Resigning by about eight fifteen. Mm. Wow! Nice. She she. So, your blood was boiling. Yeah, it just. But I didn't go into work like that. So you can right, just right. imagine the context of the email, and I just was mm. ready. I was like, "You, you have this is no longer serving you. So mm-hmm. yeah, you gotta go." And mm-hmm. um, you know, I have responsibilities as most adults do, right? So I happened to just resign and I was like I'm about to be an Uber driver until I figure out my next steps Mm -hmm. (laughs) because this is not it. Quick pivot. Gig life me. Yeah, gig life me now. So I um, and that's what I did. You know, I I think the the biggest tragedy for me was that giving up that parking spot and but I was getting (laughs) so much (laughs) I was gaining so much more um yeah, trying to parking in Center City is not fun at all. Um, nope, it ain't. Not, not at all. And it's you, you that was a win. That was a different, definitely a win. Like you thought for them forty five minutes about that because of that parking spot. You probably would have gave it up in twenty five minutes if it wasn't for that parking spot. It's crazy because after I resigned, I remember um, them. My boss replying to me, telling me that because I'm in management, I have to give them three weeks. Mm. And I'm thinking, was like, watch this. Have to. <laughs> <laughs> right. let, me, let me look over my paperwork. Let me look over this contract. I'm like, where is it? Right. So, I mean, I did. January, uh, January is also my birth month. So, how it ended up happening was January 2nd, I quit my job. January 3rd, I booked a trip to Martinique. Uh, January 19th, I turned 30. And then January 22nd, I was on a plane to Martinique. Mm. So literally, I gave them, I actually gave them one day shy of the full 21 days, mm. uh, and I was on a plane that 21st day to Martinique mm-hmm. by myself, first time out of the country, living very selfishly, unapologetically, <laughs> um, and just like walking into what my destiny would become, unbeknownst to me. Nice. That's that's uh that's that's, uh, that's awesome actually that's uh like it's, like I said I think I said earlier it's, it's serendipitous in terms of how the uh, the universe conspired to get you into uh, farming and I that, I must have missed what that email said because that must have been she didn't say <laughs> oh okay she didn't say everyone <laughs> always asks me that right this that's like out of a movie or out of like a story or like, yeah. like uh what do you call the movie um Jerry Maguire like when when Tom Cruise went in. Like that particular day on the sales floor was like, fuck this shit. Like, yeah, exactly. I gotta go. And who's coming with me? <laughs> type of thing. Yeah, it must have been. That Trauma. Must, it must have been definitely an, an, uh, an email that said, you know what? I'm gonna reclaim my time. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey. And that's a fact. You know, trauma is the reason why I don't remember. I actually have this, uh, I would say a mixture of, uh, it's a, a gift and a curse. Typically, traumatic experiences, I lose all the details of. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's part it's sparse for me. I don't hold on to all the things. So, you know, even in, in my personal life, like, I can have an argument with somebody and then it'd be like, 
a week later and I'd be like, damn, I don't even remember exactly what happened. <laughs> and so I, and so therefore I find peace a lot faster than most people will. Mm-hmm. Um and and so yeah, so that's pretty much what it was. I just know that I resigned and then I was like, Hey, now I'm on a plane and I remember like training my replacement. I remember like telling my staff what the decision I had made. And I remember walking into work with white jeans on the day before my last day of work because I did not give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I had white jeans on, yellow boots. I remember, I just remember what I had on. Yellow's my favorite color. And yellow boots are now like my signature farmer join. That's and I didn't even know. That's why that's so I mentioned that because what year what year was this? 2018. Okay. Yeah. You you really I, made the yeah. song You Don't Break My Soul a hit before <laughs> 2022. Release your job. Release your job. She did. That's, that's fine. So, yeah. so so once you got to Martinique and, and what, you, what made you pick Martinique before yeah. we even get to Martinique? Mm. Uh, Good question. So, um, two points will say. Huh? Excuse me. It is a francophone country. Don't be doing it. What'd you say? It's a francophone country. To parler français en petit peu, and that's why. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure, sure, sure. What? what? I'm saying she, she speaks <laughs> French. She speaks French. I think my headphones is choppy. Like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to a place that's speaking English or French. Right, right, yes. right. And yeah, okay, okay, okay. Well, I can blend right on in. I can sit right in. In French and not English. She wanted to. She, oh, wa- she wanted to. Uh, French speaking to our our French speaking uh, fans out there. She wanted to mm-hmm. uh, yeah, lightweight yeah, show her yeah. bilingual skills. She was like, you know, I'm bilingual in this motherfucker. Yeah, that's right. Are you bilingual? <laughs> Italian, How many languages so. do you know? So I'm not fluent in French. I actually grew up speaking French. I started learning French when I was nine, mm, and okay. I, I learned and retained French and was intermediate all the way from um, fourth grade. Uh, through college, mm. and you then start, you go you ten years learning French at nine in Philly, in private school. <laughs> there <Yeah>. you go. <laughs> <Word>. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. How you say John in French? How you say June? No, John. John. How you say John in French? She said June. Farmer it's June. John. <laughs> John. Oh, that don't translate. That's John. All John. Universal. It's John. Yeah. yeah. It might be a little stronger on like the strong J, like the strong. strong. Like you would have better off to ask how you say farmer in French and then have been whatever the French word for farmer and still John. And John. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Polly from John. So, so why you were in yeah. Martinique? What was the question? Where, you why did you pick Martinique? Why did you pick Martinique? And then you said because I speak uh, French. Correct. Yeah. So I, I picked that country for that reason, and and because after ten years of not using it. Mm. You know, of those language mm-hmm. skills that I had, I always, every time I find somebody that speaks French, I'm always, like, right to it. Like, oh, <laughs> and, you know, trying to speak with them because I really want to, to get all of that back. Um, and I just love it. I love the language uh, very much. So that's why I picked that country. It's literally the only reason why. And, and, oh, and it also was an island. So I got to kill two birds with one mm-hmm. stone. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this question. Did, what, did you give any thought to say, you know what, I'm going to just stay here? 
Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Absolutely okay. not. I mean, you know, and the reason why, I mean, I don't even know. I guess I could, but I but I can't because my life, the way my life is set up, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> I am a mom. Okay. So even All I right. have older children. But, yeah, my son is 19 and my daughter is 14. Right. So that was four years ago. I still had two kids in school. Right. My son just graduated high school last year, and my daughter is going into ninth grade this year. So I still got things to do. Okay, yeah, I right. got you. <laughs> she, she even pulled in the Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> Way my life set up. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, That's a, uh, um, so you 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 mentioned the fact that you went to Martinique, and you know you came back. From that, did you come back kind of with, you know, pen and pad, like, or notebook of of things that you needed to kind of hit the ground running with? Because this all happened very quickly. You said, like, in a three week span of like January, like, what did that trip do to you, you know, or do for you, not to you, but for you to kind of figure out what was going to be the next plan? Yeah. So, you know, when I got to Martinique, I had. I'll tell you, I had two Airbnb stays. So one was in one part of the island, and then I picked another part of the island to stay for the second half of my trip. Um, Both of my Airbnbs were integral in my decision-making for my next steps when I got home. And I didn't realize that then. Like, literally, I was there for the trip. I was there for the vibes. I wanted to be near water. And I only picked my Airbnbs because they both had swimming pools. That was literally it. Uh, And, like, not shitty reviews. Like, those were my things. Um. It just so happened that my first Airbnb host was actually a Thai chef who was married to a a man from Lyon, and they settled here in Martinique, and this chef made me breakfast every day and and lunch as well uh, when I was there, and um, each meal was accompanied by a cup of tea that he made using herbs that he picked right from his backyard, and I watched Mm -hmm. him do this. And so I was like, this is really cool. <clears throat> and so then when I went to another part of the island and I stayed with another family, that, that, their father ended up saying to me the first day I got there, like, hey, I know you're here by yourself. I know it's your birthday. If you want, I have sons. I can send one to come pick you up tomorrow. And I'm like, at this point, every, other people, when I tell this story, think I'm absolutely insane. Like, yeah, to, I was wondering where you, you was going with this. It sounds, doesn't yeah. sound good. Yeah, it sounds right. son. Right. Oh, oh, wait a minute now. Like, I mean, you still every here, father, Every father but... just cringe like, hold on. It didn't work out, but sheesh. Yeah, like, I I took a leap, and I was just like, I am, yep, definitely. Tell him come get me, and we out. And so that's what happened. Like, his son, one son came and got me. Took me all around the island, spent the day with me, took me to the beach, took me to a, a brewery, actually, that's like a a, a beer that is only uh, made in Martinique. I don't remember the name, but it was great. Um, <clears throat> I'll find it, though. I do have pictures. Um, and, yeah, and then afterwards, he was like, hey, I got to go to work. You're welcome to come with me, or I can take you back to the house. And Wait, I was like, I come so, to work? First of all, first of all <laughs> yeah. his, his daddy called him up and said, drop what you're doing. Spend the day with this American, and he was like, "Cool, like, <laughs> hey, I had so much fun with you. I don't want to end this. Come to my job." Yeah, it's kind of that's creepy. a day. That's a day. I don't know. Yo, that's a that ain't even a day. That's a date. He was courting. Right. He was courting. Oh, definitely a date. Back? Did you get your right. groove back? 
Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> she like, she like, I said I got two kids. Yeah, they might be watching. Soda Stella had kids. What, what does her having she kids like, have to do she, with her getting her groove back? They might be watching. She don't want to tell and, them and, that. And her, her groove back just means like she's, she was feeling the vibe. She had a, was oh, yeah. a great time. Yeah, yeah that's what that means. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it means. <laughs> Yeah, we talking in code, Rob. Right, she, you giving out the you giving out the code. The kids is listening. What you doing? Good. We will leave group. First of all, the answer to your question, the way you phrased it and, and meant it, is no. no. <laughs> <laughs> you take it for how you want. I meant that you have a good time. It, it seems like you if a man, that, it seems you, like you, if a man well, get a call well, from his daddy will. and he stop everything he's doing, that you had a great time. It don't matter what kind of. Great I will time say this. Had. I will say this about that dad, Lou. If the dad, like you said, st- had heard his son stop everything he was doing, he looked at her and said, hey, my son needs <laughs> to meet you. <laughs> my son needs to meet you. <laughs> well, they could just be a, a beautiful true, people man. who just love the people and experience the culture you, Lou. of Martinique. That's exactly the question I was asking. Like, how fun was the time? It was, a, it was so fun that he said, come to work with me. Yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't want you to go. He didn't want you to He go. was being hospitable right. because yes. that's what you do yes. when you're an Airbnb host. True. He yes. was going above and beyond yes. for a five-star review. He was getting <laughs> yeah, but ain't above and beyond like making sure that the that it's nice and clean for you. He was going for that six and a half stars. He was going for the, the high stars. <laughs> No secret, no secret star. Well, I'm pretty so, sure you didn't put your review. Star. Well, he sent the son for me, so. Uh... And then so what if been... what if she put that in the review and the next person come along and he don't looking send his for the son. son? Right, yeah. The <laughs> lady looking for the son. Like, nah, you don't meet the criteria that Kristen met. <laughs> I'm not bringing him. I'm gonna bring my my. I'm gonna bring my last son out. You can bring right. your, Hang out with everyone. Right. He got a bus pass. You all go everywhere on the bus. One day we'll get to uh, the, the Philly John part of this. <laughs> we got to have a part two, Krista. Oh, God. <laughs> we haven't even got off the island yet. We still right. in month one. We're in month one. We didn't, we're still in his car. We're still in his car. <laughs> Right, you haven't even, you haven't even done your shift at the work at the job yet. Right, she ain't even no. she with work yet. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. We're sorry. All right, so I say yes. I'll come to work. Whoa! <laughs> well, I figured that's where she was going. She was going. She went. But this, I think, this leading up to her, this leading up to why it became more of inspiration. I believe. Right. I did not ask any other questions in that moment. I had a, you know, we had a good rapport at this point. I, we spent the day together. Right. It was cool. And uh, I decided to, yes, go to work with him. And when I got there, it was a farm. Yeah. And that was what it was. I didn't ask, I didn't know all of it. Gotcha. So what yeah. I had the opportunity to do was to pick harvest vegetables and watch their team. I met his brother when I got there. Um, and shout out to AJ and Sebastian. That's their names. Um, I met them at, I mean, I met Sebastian when I got to the farm and then I met two of their other staff that was there as well. And they were all packing fruits and vegetables into boxes. And that was like, wow, I I don't know what was happening in that moment, but I just jumped in and was like, I seen the sequence of events and I just started helping. Mm. And then Moments later, like in a little bit later, I asked, like, what are these for? 
And they were like, oh, like people are going to start coming to pick them up. And they placed white envelopes on each of these boxes. And I'm like, oh, and they were like, yeah, he's going to, they're going to put 20 euros in here and they're going to take their food home. And I was like, wow, that's cool. Like mm -hmm. y'all just picked this food. It's so fresh. And mm -hmm. now people are going to come get it. Right, so right. when I saw that, I didn't actually have language for it because I'd never seen it in America, right? I never seen it here, I never seen it at home. Mm -hmm. So when I saw that, I was like, that's so that's really cool. And that was pretty much the end of it. I enjoyed that that rest of the day with them. I spent the rest of the time there and then I took my happy ass home, knowing that I was unemployed and still had responsibilities, house car kids, and that I'm single. So all of those things I'm like, all right, yes, gig lifestyle now, but what is the future? Right. And it was, I was immediately impassioned, and I'm like, I'm going to be a farmer. So I literally took those two experiences from both of those different homes, one with the interaction with the tea, the other with right being on a farm and seeing what a CSA, community-supported agriculture, looked like a real term that I found when I researched and when I got home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I created both of those. I created a business around both of those, starting with a tea company, growing my own herbs, never touching dirt before also. Oh, that was, my, was one of my questions. I was going to ask you if you had farmed before at least a little bit. I, wow. I am super prissy. <laughs> I am prissy and urban. Prissy <laughs> 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 and urban. No. <laughs> but it, it, um, it's just crazy to me that this dude was like, yo, these people are ahead of their, their time. Yo, I never thought in a million years to take somebody for a date because that's what it was. And this said, you want to come to work with me? <laughs> we need extra hands, guys. Yeah. They probably hit her up and said, we got extra hands. Yeah. We need extra hands. <laughs> this thing is free. You want to come to work with me? Do you jump in? Like, that's like, yeah. Because you was actually paying for the Air Airbnb too. <laughs> did you go to work with them the whole every day? No, no I didn't. Just, I did not. Just, okay. All right. I was, was about to say, like, yo, it's like, now I'm thinking, I'm like, I should have back in the day just been like, yo, you like kids? Girl be like, yeah, take her to my house and watch my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Well, see, but but the good thing is that now you a babysitter, girl. But that one, now that one, that now one. If she didn't say yes, she would not have experienced the uh, the CSA yeah. part of it. So exactly, it, actually, it did it did right, uh, right. bring it to uh, see, it had a point. It's so, all kismet. It's all right. The universe was saying you need to say yes because yes. Mm -hmm. And I think that was around you the time. Chances. That, that was around the time that book came out for Shonda Rhimes, right? Say yes, book a, a year of yes or something like that. I don't know if that was the same year. It was close to, close, to, close to that time. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but, yeah, what I realized is, like, now, looking back, that whole experience, and I, I've never been a fearful person. Like, I am, I definitely, I don't have, I don't like, to, I, I mean, I don't know if I should say this, but I don't really have fear. So, I just do, if I think it, Same. I want to do it. Always. But I it's like, you live in Philly, you can't it. have no fears living there. Um, That's a so. fact. And um, but if you're familiar with Richard Branson, which is this like you know billionaire white man, right. that, uh, is the founder of Virgin, Virgin Airlines. Mm -hmm. yep. um, yeah. Screw it, let's airline. do it. It's his thing. That's what he says, and that's really been my mindset. And I from I can remember like from forever. It's always been like, are we just going to do this? Like I, I think it, I want to do it. I'm doing it. Just exactly how I quit my job. So, uh, right, right. Yeah, like that. It wasn't no real thought process. Like I felt it and I did it, and that was it. 
All right, um, I got a I got a personal question. So, who yeah. do you feel like that you've inherited that from? It mom, dad, aunt, uncle, like who is, is that kindred spirit? Besides uh, Richard Branson, you know I'm old I'm cause she said airline. The first thing I thought was Virgin Records. <laughs> I Virgin know I'm Records. old because yeah. <laughs> I didn't think. Well, I, have you ever did? Have you ever did a Virgin Island? I mean, a Virgin um, Airlines flight? No, because it was only there for like ten no. days for in Philly. Yeah, but I I, I did, best and it was one of ever, the yo. best experiences. Ever. Yep. Best. Like I got wow. on the flight. And it was like the music was jamming. Like I never got on a flight like that where I felt like I can't even remember what song was playing, but it was like the best. It was it like even matter. disco lights going on. I was like, yo, what? this it's is soul, like soul playing. Soul playing, right? Yeah. Like soul is, playing on this shit. Like, <laughs> and I was on a real commercial yeah, airline. It it's comfortable and everything. Well, that's what back I mean, to that's my question, Krista. Like, who is that person? that you feel like that you maybe has been that vessel that, that have taught you that no fear, like you, you, you must win. Cause I, I, I have that same similar personality. Um, and I, and I know I get that from my mom, you know what I mean? Of my, of my parents, you know what I mean? Of like my lineage. So who do you feel like you got that from? Um, to be honest, I think that no one, I, that are my family members, I, I am completely foreign to all of them when, okay. when, when we're talking about this kind of thing. Like, you did what? Like, they're like, <laughs> right, what? Right. You, you left what hospital? Like, yeah. you, you, right? Like, you supposed to you retire from here? You got that you, right. spot, girl. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> you said right. my mom made it. Did you say I have to give it away? Retire from there. You were supposed to do. <laughs> yes. Do the whole the, the bid. You were supposed to right. do the bid. And you were supposed ended. to do the bid. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like that was the that was all of it the that mindset. I was getting from from everywhere. Um, and I think that that's just because how we are indoctrinated as right. Americans yep. and yep. as black people mm-hmm. to think that one as a black person to not expect and want more for yourself. Like this mm-hmm. is what you got, and this is pretty great. So just mm-hmm. stick with that. Um, and then as an American, this American dream that we're supposed to be like going for but what is that mm-hmm. um and is it even attainable and like there's levels to that it's just so much and so honestly i am uh i love reading and so when i think about like where these ideas came from i really think it's from from reading and um I, in music too like okay. i love Nina simone i love james baldwin two of my favorite absolute people once mm-hmm. somebody asked me if i could have uh, coffee with anyone, which I don't drink. I only drink tea. However, if I could have a beverage and chill and relax and talk to someone in the past, who would it be? And immediately, it's James Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is one of my, you know, my favorite people. And then I also take from. I think I definitely was influenced by Oscar Wilde, um, who is my favorite author in English lit in English literature. Okay. So. There is, and yes, like be able, taking things from from men that are white and dead, but you know whatever it happened. Um, <laughs> I enjoy reading. <laughs> I enjoy reading, and like English literature is, is some of my favorite stuff to to read. Mm-hmm. And when you listen to James Baldwin and Nina Simone, you can hear the influence of English of European culture mm. in their life, but how they turn it to to be fitting. And uh, in an alignment with the black experience. Mm. Interesting. Okay. So that's why I love okay. those particular philosophy people. Philosophy So, they so yeah, you've, you've drawn a lot of inspiration from the things 
around you and the, the things that you love that have yeah. cultivated you. Absolutely. I would definitely say that. I mean, like, I get, yeah, I come from hardworking people. My parents yeah. are definitely hard workers, mm-hmm. um, but hard workers to, to, to an extent of, cause this is what I'm doing. I have a career mm-hmm. yeah, and that's what I, my father's an entrepreneur. He's been a mechanic <laughs> and, and owns uh, mechan- two mechanic shops. And my mother is a, I, mean, I grew up with her being a registered nurse, which is why my mm-hmm. love of medicine was mm-hmm. always supported. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she decided, which she she just got her uh, PH, no, her doctorate, her first doctorate, which is called a doctor of nursing practice. She mm-hmm. did that three years ago or maybe nice. four. Mm-hmm. Um, and now she's still in school right now for her PhD of nursing. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. All right. You know what I mean? So like I have people that always are reaching for the stars and I have goals for their life mm-hmm. around me, but it's more of like playing it safe. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I'm like to abandonment of everything. Cause mm-hmm. I'm so I can get up here all the way up there. Right. 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 Well, well they're walking. That, that's well, kind of no. like Nina. That's kind of like Nina Simone and James Baldwin. Like they were so unhappy exactly. with America that they moved away. And like you said, yep. their influence of being in the European and being a little bit less for racist sure. towards them. Mm-hmm. Uh, helped influence how great their writing and singing was, mm-hmm. right. and that's what you're doing. You you left Philly even for those couple of weeks in Martinique just to come back to Philly and yeah. put your French Martinique farmer stamp on it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sometimes I'll be out here, man. Sometimes I'll be out here. Every once in a while, like yo, drop, drop that joint. Thank you, man. Appreciate y'all. So so, 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 walk us through, walk us through that in yeah. terms of. I know you said you started with the, uh, you came, you came back to Philly, and you started with the the Viva Leaf Tea. Yes. Um, I was like, so, so, how did that start? Like, was that you just? I'm gonna just start this this um, tea company. And I knew I'm, nothing. Okay. Yeah, I knew nothing. I knew absolutely nothing. Start with about the research. Anything. Start with the sea research then. Yeah, I started with the research. So what I did in order to make it all work, because yes, I'm now jumping into this gig lifestyle so I can still support all my responsibilities. So mm-hmm. from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m., I drove Uber. And from mm-hmm. 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., I uh, did Instacart, you know, d- buying and delivering groceries for people. Right. So that was my sequence, yeah. Monday through Friday. And then I would hop into doing a couple more rides on the weekends if mm-hmm. needed. But in the middle of those days, I was thinking of my master plan mm-hmm. and literally like get into it figuring, researching, figuring out where I can visit farms to like learn more about growing. I'm talking to anybody who will listen about my new interests. And one of my very good friends, actually a guy I was dating at the time uh, in 2018, he said, who oh, actually I met, I'm just going to jump to throw that in there. I would have never met him if I, if I, if I was at work. Cause I met him in February mm-hmm. and in May he bought me a greenhouse for mother's What? Day. Okay. Oh, he yeah. was... A little greenhouse. Oh, like, a little what I'm going to do. That was like, don't, don't throw glass, don't throw stones at glass houses. A little greenhouse. A little greenhouse. Not a whole building. Yo. Yo. In February, March, April, May. Yeah, greenhouse. Yeah, what kind see. of greenhouse was this? How many square feet? Was it big? Little? It, no, it was, well, I mean, it was a, it retails for about $600. 
Oh, okay. I got. Uh, he's spending. He's spending. Hey, February, Mar- what you do to this dude? February, he's Mar- spending. <laughs> no, he's spending. He's spending five six hundred. That ain't nothing. It ain't got but two zeros behind it. He good. No. He good. He good. It ain't got but two zeros. After after two zeros, it's getting serious, serious. Right. If you did three zeros, then it's it's going. Six thousand dollar greenhouse. He was one proposing. I don't know. Six hundred in four months is good. Like, you know, we can spend that on like four dates and like. But that wasn't. Four days. That was that's one right. gift. That's good. Right. That's right. He's that still was, in the good. He's still in the green. That was Mother, that was Mother's Day. Oh, Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. You don't get no her kids like that. It's only three. <laughs> so how, many, you know, how, many, how, how much y'all spend on y'all wives for Mother's Day? A lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bought a car. Forty thousand. I thought that was a birthday present. No, it was Mother's Day. It's every like present. It's every every holiday present. It was, All right, well, it was Mother's Day. Go, ahead. go back to her. Every Mother's Day present. Yeah, like for the next ten years. Everyone after. Go ahead, go ahead. But you asked, um, you asked the question. Go ahead, Krista. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was the. I would have never met that person had I still been at work. You know what I mean? And and I would have never had these experiences. So I just started to see again. I'll use the word you just used, serendipitous. Mm-hmm. Everything was just in alignment right. and pushing me towards this goal of you know of being becoming an actual farmer. So because I live in a concrete jungle. Mm-hmm. My backyard is concrete, mm-hmm. and and he realized that, and I'm like, I want to farm. I want to grow. I don't know where to start or what to do, mm-hmm. and he bought me this greenhouse, and I, I used that space to begin growing herbs mm-hmm. because I knew I wanted to start with a tea company. Tea. I knew that because I'm like, what is the origin of our tea? How long does it sit on people on shelves? You know, and then yeah. not even just the shelves, but then, like, how long after you get the tea from the store – how long does it sit on your shelf at home? People right. don't usually blast through tea right, um, right. unless you're a tea lover or a connoisseur mm-hmm. and like that's your jam. Mm-hmm. But I remember growing up with tea and it was only if you were sick did I drink it. And I was drinking right. like the basic brands that will remain, remain nameless. Um, right. But I was drinking like the basic <laughs> stuff <laughs> and... And I was like, no, like there is more to this industry. And I re- that's when I did also realize that the whole rest of the world adores tea. Mm-hmm. It's yes. us Americans yes. that, that think. And people want, love coffee too in other parts of the world. <laughs> soda and coffee, yeah. Yeah, but it's centralized in the culture of other countries. Right. Um, and so I wanted to delve into that. And then I wanted to take it a step further and see like what does being black in the tea industry mean? Because it's such a colonized, like everything else, but it's such a colonized and whitewashed industry. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I wanted to make a change. And I'm like, this is how I'm going to differentiate. I have my degrees in healthcare administration, which is a business degree, which was all about how do I make doctors money and practices profitable. So I took all of those skills and I adapted them to this company that I began to build. And I wanted to make my stuff different. Like, how do I separate them from me uh, or me from them and then in my marketing and my messaging but also in my product mm-hmm. and I did that by I'm like I'm going to grow it nobody mm. doing that ain't nobody out here doing that no, so yeah. I'm like I'm going to grow my own herbs and then we're going to blend them into teas and then I'm going to talk about all the wellness benefits mm. of knowing where your tea comes from and the herbs yes. that people say, like, you know, everyone, all of us know overarching that herbs have healing benefits. Right. But do we mm. know exactly what they are, especially in the black community, when mm. our culture, especially indigenous people, people from the African diaspora, we 
our, our ancestors use herbs for all types of healing mm -hmm. all the time. So we are so disconnected from that. And I'm like, I'm going to bring us back. And so that's what the tea company was for. Nice. So, so yeah, how so did that still So you still kind of remain in the health field, really? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like what I do now. Yeah, very much so. It's a reincarnation of my healthcare career. Yeah. So I'm still in healthcare in a more meaningful way. Right. And even mm -hmm. with the food, mm -hmm. even with the food, you know, like teaching people what where their food comes from matters and giving people the skills and the confidence to, to know that they can grow their own food if you want to. Mm -hmm. But if you don't want to, because time deficits still do exist, you can at least and you should at least know who your farmer is and you should know how they're growing your food and know that you can also come to the farm as well and have access to that space where that food is growing. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's what, that's what farmer John is all about. Farmer John, you're familiar with John as a word, you know, people works and place a thing. It's a noun. And so when I named the company farmer John, it was truly a message to my people, to urban people that anybody can farm. Mm -hmm. All right. So, nice. so when the, when the, so when the, well, we know you can't, we start, you start with Viva, a leaf tea. Uh, so when did you say, you know what, I want to take this even further, not just teas, but I want to actually be out here really farming, like farming, farming, farming. Yeah. <laughs> That's <from> streets. <laughs> so what, how that ended up happening, I, I started a tea company in my backyard. Then I was like, okay, I, I start, I also did a tea tasting, my very first tea tasting for the community. Mm. Um, so that was 2018 when I started, got the greenhouse in May of 2018, did my first tea tasting in, in September of okay. 2018. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, that was pretty much then. I was just like figuring it out. I also realized that like quitting my job and then starting to date a person, I realized that my, I slowed my growth a little bit by starting to focus, like focusing on another person. <laughs> so I could have been It can happen. Because you're like, trying to build your, you're trying to build your own thing, but you're also naturally trying to build that and with, also build them. Because it's just that's the human nature. It's just human yeah. nature. And so I definitely, thinking about it, definitely see the, the, retardation of my timeline but doesn't mean mm -hmm. I still didn't get to where I needed to be but right. I just got there a little bit slower in that year 2018 but um by 2019 it was over so then it was fine and I was like all right zoom um I, I <laughs> so, would have took that greenhouse right back it's not me she said, her backyard, she said by this time she was in her backyard she ain't nope. need that little it's not me it's you it's not me it's you you gotta go all the vegetables we in there, petty. whatever was growing Yo, up. we petty. Take all, the all the tomatoes and camomile. You can't have my camomile, man. Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Mm -mm -mm. In September of in September of 2018, I also decided that my I no longer wanted my daughter to be in traditional school. Um, and so I decided to homeschool her that year as mm. well. So I took her out of school. What and year? Looking what, for what, grade year what grade is she in at this point? She was in, she was going to fifth grade. So I had okay. her fifth, sixth, and seventh grade. So she was with me for three years. Okay. Um, yeah, she was with me for three three years. And then COVID happened within that. And so like literally yeah. her first year back to school was last oh, year in eighth grade. Mm, yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, and then she was going to high school. So but it, but yeah, so backing it up to September of 2018, I'm looking for field trips. I'm looking for things to take her to do. 
uh, as well during the day. So like I'm yeah. still doing my five to nine, five to nine on both sides schedule, thinking of my master plan and uh, doing it and also homeschooling her at the same time. So she's heavily involved in my stuff. Like, mm. you know, I'm building a business I'm building a business from scratch. And so like a lot of what I'm doing, she's seeing and learning and we're adapting to different skill sets for her. Um, we go on this field trip to a, a local environmental center. And I see that when I get there, I see that they also have organic farms. And then I ask for a tour of those. And I see that it's over 200 acres of land that's still in Philadelphia proper, just mm. on the, the edge mm. right next to the county. And it's all this land and it's and it's been in existence for over 30 years so i'm starting to see this uh theme mm -hmm. and this like succession of there's shit available as far as like what i consider wellness access to lands environmental mm -hmm. justice where everybody has access to to land and, and knowing where their food comes from but there aren't enough people I consider myself mm -hmm. pretty well educated and I don't know anything about this, these spaces. Yeah. Yeah. And so then it took me one, quitting my job. It took me two, home, trying to homeschool my daughter and give her different experiences for me to see all these different things around me. Um, mm. And so I saw that there was land. I applied for some land and mm -hmm. I got a small space, about 1,200 square feet. So then I upgraded from mm. my 24 square feet in my backyard to 1,200 square feet, mm. growing a bunch of herbs. And then mm -hmm. I saved a small portion of that space because I'm like, I want to start growing food for 10 people, mm. for 10 families. Okay. Now, here mm -hmm. is Farmer John. And this is in 2019, in August of 2019, where I'm like full-fledged, like, all right, I'm figuring out how to grow. I'm getting more comfortable with it. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to launch a CSA. CSA is Community Supported Agriculture. What I learned about when I got back here, but what I saw when I was in Martinique, that's what I saw happening, but did not have the language for it at that time. Mm. And, you know, understanding people that are in tune with knowing where their food comes from and wants to support local farms is a very not black thing. And I realized it's because of the trauma that black people have endured. So I started to put all these pieces from farming. together. And from farming and the whole totally. yeah yeah. yeah and like why we have such a bad relationship with food is directly correlated to our ancestors experiences growing food yeah. and well, i was just like and it blew me away when all these man. pieces started, kept coming together for me i get it filled. i don't mean that filled again absolutely not i get it and then they then right. when they were supposed to give us a forty acres of the mule and right. they didn't yes. and they didn't and then they told yes. us that any farmland we did have they bought it from us at a lesser yep. price yep. and then gave us processed foods and diabetes exactly uh, yeah like in the early nineteen yeah. hundreds there were over head. one million black farms that existed in the United States and now here we are in twenty twenty two and there's forty five thousand farms that are black owned. And only 33,000 of those are operated, owned and operated by black families and black people. Mm. Um, and so, you know, all of that to say, I, these are all things that I've been just learning along the way. But back up a little bit to back to 2019 when I was like, all right, I'm going to use this land. I've been growing tea. I've been doing my thing. I did my first tea tasting. And then, and then it was time for me to do my first, like, I'm going to start selling it. Let me go out into the world and start selling my products. 
Um, my very first time selling anything to anyone was in September of 2019. And that very first time, the buyer for the senior buyer at that, um, which I didn't know at the time when he walked over to me with a, a baby strap to his chest and his rainbow flip-flops and shorts. Um, and he was talking to me about my products and he was like, yo, this, this is amazing. Your, your product is beautiful. He's saying all these things to me and I'm just like, oh, thank you. Like, you going to buy some? Like, <laughs> so, um, I'm going to buy a lot. Bottom line. Right. I'm like, that's lovely. Um, and then he, his, um, I remember his mother-in-law coming over and they like tasting the Tulsi basil and they're like, oh, this is really good. All of that. And then he asked me a question. He says, did you ever think about UPCing? And I'm like, you know how you be trying to act like you know what you're talking about? And I'm just like, and I just was honest and I was just like, what is I that? honestly, I don't know what a UPC is. And he was like, oh, oh. <laughs> like that like I'm like and I said um and this also was a lesson to just being honest about what you, you know the shit yeah. you know and shit you don't and, every um, going on. Mm-hmm. and he said yeah he was like oh the barcodes and I was like oh oh okay cool I was like yeah I never thought about that I said to be honest you know this is this is a, all new for me and I just gave him a little brief like my background is in healthcare and this is you know something new for me that I'm doing um and he was like you should come down to the Bruno brothers and have a meeting with me next week mm. Mm. and I said to Why him you in this space yes here I go I don't even know what the Bruno brothers is because I work downtown Right. Like I worked downtown for years. So like for and that is the the top specialty grocer in our region. Mm -hmm. Um, And and then after I went and took his business card, he gave me his business card and I did some research. And I was like, I don't know. That's the people with the crab cake. Oh, so you weren't honest with him from the gate like you were when he asked you about the uh, the barcodes. But when he said, come have a meeting with me, he was just like, yeah, sure. He ain't know what he's going into. Didn't know have a clue what no I was fear. doing. She don't have no fear. Right. Let's and go. I, oh, he had a business dude, card and she said I can look it up. <laughs> oh yeah. That's true. That, true that. And as soon as he walked away from me, that's when I looked up the Brewer Brothers and that's why I was like, Oh yeah, I know I remember seeing them like they're mm-hmm. on my walk from mm-hmm. the train, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and then within a co- you know, within a couple of weeks I was in their office talking about how my honey was gonna be launched in their in their stores, which was like Ooh, vision board. That's crazy. Um, yeah. And so that was the first step of that. And so after, while that was happening, COVID also came into play, as we all know, when 2020 right. finally got here, mm-hmm. um, while we were still negotiating, while we were figuring out what flavors they were going to take, all this stuff. And then COVID jumps in the mix. But right before COVID, on March 8th of 2020, I had a art, my very first article ever in the, in the Philadelphia Inquirer. Mm. Wow. And that article came out um, because there was a feature. Somebody wanted to do a feature, the Enquirer wanted to do a feature on black businesses. Mm-hmm. And so I was one of those features. And they sent out a whole photography team, wow. a journalist, all the things. Like, this was, like, my first, like, expose, if you will. And yeah. I remember um when that article came out like a couple days later there was this man that was calling my phone and he was like hey i have a greenhouse um a lot of them and i'd love for you to come see them Mm. and i'm just Mm. like okay 
So I go to Elkins Park, which is a town in Montgomery County, like literally 10 minutes from Philly, right? Mm -hmm. Really close to my home. Mm -hmm. And I go to to meet him and I walk on a property that is 40,000 square feet, one acre of all greenhouses. All (laughs) greenhouses. (laughs) And he's like, like, he like, yeah, like, I think this would be great for you. And I'm just like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) a white Jewish man. And so I'm like, you know, talking to him, and I'm just like, for, I'm thinking to myself, like, Christy, you've been farming for five minutes, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? What? And look at where you, you look to, at where you at. But yeah. she, she remember who yeah. she was. Like, she said, "No fear, I'm no fear, Christy." And I say to him, I'm like, um, you know, thank you. So my after I saw it, I, you know, I walked through the property, and then I say to him after, I'm like, you know, thank you so much, but. This is just a lot. You know, mm. I, I do want to scale, but scaling from a 24 square foot greenhouse to right. a 1200 square foot plot to 40,000 square feet is a lot. Mm, crazy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and he says, you know, basically like, okay, well, I hope you reconsider, but like, no problem. And that was that. A month later, I'm doing my thing. My my uh, CSA is going well with my 10 families. I got uh, a person that's driving all the way from Clifton Heights, which is Delco, yep. to come to Germantown to pick up her food from me. Mm. I'm honored just in that alone. I just right. read an article in the Inquirer. I'm buzzing right. a little bit. People are starting to pick me up and know about me more based on the tea. Uh, Farmer Joint has no shine at this point because I launched Farmer Joint in January of 2020. So the people that know about it are my, like, people in my neighborhood right. uh, primarily and people that are in like the Facebook groups where that woman from Clifton Heights came from. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing my thing. And then all of a sudden he calls me again, 30 days mm-hmm. later, roughly. And he's like, Hey, you know, it's me again. I really think that you should reconsider. This is such a great opportunity for you. And then I'm just like, I'm dating somebody else at the time. And I like talk to, <laughs> talk to him. And I'm like, what in the world? And then I just was like, let's go. He I'm said, you better do it. I ain't buying you no greenhouse. <laughs> he ain't half 40,000 square feet. I'll tell you that right now. That was the only time I feel like I really hesitated in this whole process in these last four years. I feel like mm-hmm. that was the time where I hesitated the first time. But then God in the universe was like, or maybe call, even my ancestors again. was like, nah, yeah, I'm right. circle back on this. Right. Yeah, call her uh, again. Yeah, and they, that man called me, and, and then I was in those greenhouses, and then Farmer John took off. Mm. Like, it took all the way off. You know, we were in papers, magazines. We were in uh, on news all the time. We was like, all that stuff started to happen. And I'm like, yo, all I want to do is grow food for people. And so I'm like, now... That's why the learning never stops. It's like, okay, now I need to become more educated in farming because, mm-hmm. like, what I, there was nobody to teach me how to do this. I went to farms to learn, right? And the farms in the area that I went to go learn from or asked, reached out to, you know, weren't super receptive. One mm-hmm. and two, because they're busy. I understand it mm-hmm. now, especially mm-hmm. now. I'm like, they're busy. Like, you're running a farm season. You got things to do. Um, and so the the volunteer days is what I would jump on. I would jump mm-hmm. on the volunteer days, but then I realized that the volunteer days were only only weeding and only like bagging up vegetables. Mm-hmm. I wasn't getting to, to learn the film, which are great and, and definitely needed. And my volunteer days look similar. It's However, like grunt work though. Yeah, which is necessary, and that's where that's where farms need the help. Right. But what I was looking for in that moment was foundation. 
Right. How do I begin this? And I, you know, there was nowhere to figure that out. So I've literally just been learning and teaching myself along the way until my name started buzzing and then farmers that have been doing this for forever started reaching out to me, inviting me to their farms for me to feature and speak on mm. things that I am learning, <laughs> you know? Right. So that's where I really started to pick up my skills uh, through that avenue. This is amazing. So right. what, did, what, are, what do you think, how do you grow a, you know, this CA, CSA platform in a way that it doesn't, you know, that it still keeps you connected, you know, to the community and, and then how did, you know, I mean, you said you started out with these, this Facebook platform to, 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 to grow it. Like, how do you, do you, is that where you want to stay? Or, and, um, and it's not where you... I am now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, right. Like it right. It's scaled. So I still have that. I went from having 10, 10 CSA members, then to having 30, then to having 50, mm-hmm. 60, 75, and to now having 88 CSA members. So like um, your exponential growth, like off, like correct. in, that, in, in that, like a year. Track, one second. What, what are we talking about when we say CSA and you got 80 members like what is that com- community supportive agriculture yeah, so know that's what like, agriculture. you buy into like a, a portion of the uh so you get your your, your vegetables and stuff anything they grow that year they put right. in the box and you get yours whenever yeah. that so whenever like my buddy dave that. my buddy okay. dave does this yeah, like so he goes actually it's, right. like a, exactly it's like whatever that. it is in the bag right or like whatever you harvest right you you yeah. you put a price on it am i right and you like well, okay this is what you're getting in that bundle or sub type of thing Yeah, so the model of CSA is, you know, been around for a long time for farmers because it's beneficial because whoever decides to become a member of that farm, of my farm, that means that they're paying for their CSA Mm -hmm. three months ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So I'm receiving the revenue from my members three months before my season gets started, which is necessary. Mm -hmm. It's needed because that's when I need to start growing for (laughs) y'all. So I need to start planning. I need to know how many people I can hire for this season. I need to know how many, all of that. So like it helps to prepay. What I realized is that... mm -hmm. So Krista, if I wanted to be, say if Bruising Banter wanted to be a, a member of your CSA, what would it entail from start to finish like how does it work so, yep you would go on my website you would jo- you would see the link you would join you would pay for the membership and paying for the membership you would get all the information uh as far as the dates that it starts and the pickup locations as well mm-hmm. and once the season begins like our fall season will begin in a, in a few weeks mm-hmm. um once that season begins then you um or your brothers would start to would come to me and come pick up your food uh, and you would get eight to ten items each week, right? Okay. Depending mm-hmm. on which size you got. So, like now, peppers, have, tomatoes, all kinds oh, yeah. of different things, right? Okra, you know, yeah, peppers. Yeah. Um, so, can we pick what what vegetables and fruits we want, or is it just no. whatever? I would you say no. It's it's whatever. whatever it is. So, it's whatever the whatever Krista would be growing at that season. That's what we yes. get. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. and it okay. and it varies okay. every single week. So like it's a very mm. different variation every week. So in the very beginning of when I'm starting to plant for the season, I'm planting about 35 different things at once, so that okay. in succession each week there's something different for y'all. And then I'm mm, doing some variety, additional yeah. plantings as after every week passes, passes. so that there's always oh. something growing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and so you're I, getting I food in. for the whole season. That's and. <laughs> Mine is unique because I am completely organic and there's not a lot of organic CSAs and there's definitely not 
organic CSAs that are run by black women. There's not even enough farms that are black, especially in the city. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's not enough black woman led farms that are growing for production too. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of people that are in the food sovereignty space that say like, Oh yeah, we need to be growing food for the masses, but there's not enough people that have access to land to do it. Mm -hmm. So I'm in a very, um, I'm, I'm gonna. I would honestly say I, I'm privileged. I'm mm-hmm. honored to be yes. able to do what I do at the scale that I do it mm-hmm. because yeah. it's super uncommon. So yeah, sidebar, especially being in the city. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. sidebar, but also relative to this discussion, um, Krista, um, our oldest son, my wife and I's oldest son, is a natural born vegetarian. And when I say natural born, he has always rejected meat. And we've had for the last 11 years to always shop at a farmer's market. He will not, um, he will reject even like most processed stuff. So anything fruits or vegetables that are like, you know, canned or whatever, like the most he'll do canned is like beans, you know, uh, he, but he'll do black IPs, loves it. Like, like loves beans, but to something like this has, we've had to always go to a farmer's market uh, weekly to you know pretty much you know feed him and we were like i mean he's the cheapest kid to feed of our two because of this type of thing so having like this we haven't ever joined a csa but it sounds like something like a csa for us would be uh ideal because of what we do weekly and we would be paying it weekly anyway because that's you know that's just what we have to do right yeah right we used to be be a part of a, a csa but it wasn't black owned so that that definitely is a uh yeah, it's, an, a, plus. Uh, a, it's a plus. It's definitely a plus yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. So no, and awesome. like with with it being in the city, it's like ain't no, it's no Whole Foods or nothing around the city area. So like that. Yeah, I only Whole Foods ever seen so on see, South Street. I, I was gonna say, it's like weird. share share with us a little bit about your pickup locations. I I I work mm-hmm. three days a week in the city. I'm on 29th and Walnut. So mm-hmm. when you speak of city, like I've been in the city almost 17 years, back and forth, but. Where are some of your pickup locations? Yeah, so right now we have um, three. The mm-hmm. one that we have is obviously at our farm, which is basically 19th and Sheltonham, if you're familiar okay. with that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Uptown. I know all that area. Yeah, Uptown. So right near Linwood Gardens, right near the old Sheltonham Mall. Yep. Um, that's okay. where one is because that's where my farm is. We have five yep. acres there. Okay. Um, and then in a greenhouse that's there as well. And then um, my second location is my storefront. I own a garden center oh, that I opened shoot. because I wanted to promote people knowing how to grow their own food and provide mm-hmm. them with the space to get all the things. So Farmer Joan Greenery is on Germantown Avenue in Mount Airy. I know where that is. And, yep. Yep. And so that's a pickup location. And we just partnered with uh, another brand. It's High Street Hospitality Group. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, we will be, at, it's called, yeah, High Street Bakery is the name of the actual business. It's at 9th and Walnut. And that is going to be our third pickup location this coming fall season. And the goal is to continue to, you know, expand. Farmer John has so many things happening at once. Um, So many different opportunities come my way. And I'm getting to a point where I have to decipher when when and if I should say no to certain things or not now to certain things. Right. Um, Because we are expanding and we are growing, you know, opening that garden center. And I did that on Earth Day of this Mm -hmm. year. And, um, and that was just something I knew was necessary. Like I said, everybody doesn't maybe can't, doesn't feel like empowered to grow their own food because of the trauma that we deal with. So I wanted to, you know, make a safe space for, for black people, but as, you know, all people are 
definitely welcome to come and, and be able to grow food, be able to get the skills and what they need to grow food. Um, nice. And starting in the, the next two weeks, God willing, um, at that greenery, we're also partnering with a brewery that will be opening. Okay. Yeah. What's it is? Pass me another. What is it? <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> Full circle, Krista. Good job. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I was going to actually ask about. Uh, yeah, uh, I was, 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 was going to ask if you do hops or, or grains or stuff like that in that nature. So that actually is a that's a that's pretty cool. Now, now all this falls under because you because you said you have um, farmer joint agriculture, you have Viva Leaf Tea, the farmer joint greenery. Like this all falls under uh, another umbrella because you also started a five hundred one c three as well, correct? That. I did, yeah. The 501c3 is, um, it's called Farmer Joan and Friends Foundation Fund. Mm-hmm. And that just goes back to when I said I could not find anywhere to grow food or like to learn how to grow food and to get those skills um, anywhere in the city that was somebody that was going to be willing to invest in me. But not only let, teach me how to grow food, but also to the next level of becoming an agripreneur. What if I want to quit my job? Mm. There's so many people out there that are now so interested because representation matters. Mm -hmm. And COVID taught us a lot. COVID definitely taught us that we should know where our food comes from. It it taught us that we need to be healthier people overall. Uh, And one way to be healthier, especially as black people, is to know what we're putting into our bodies. Um, So there are people that I had an opportunity to to train over the last three months, Um, seven individuals who all had one-on-ones with me, who all had their own space on the farm to be able to, to work within, to learn and get skills uh, to be able to take it and translate it into their own agripreneur business. And they're all black and brown. And to mm-hmm. me, that's the icing on the cake. Right. Because if we go back to what we said about the exodus of black farmers because of loss of land and the trauma, you know, it's time for us to increase that number. And But what better way to do that is to use all the resources I have, land and people and connections, and give it back to them. Mm-hmm. So are you saying you also yeah. sublet some of your... Uh land to other one of uh future farmers or so what i actually farmers? i'm not subletting to, so to speak um what i actually do is that's a yes and a no and i'll say why the on the land that i currently am in on um elkins park in montgomery county i have five acres where on a, a small portion of that they all learn skills together on that same mm, piece of okay. land mm-hmm. okay um so that's like after, class that's like the, the school Pretty much. It's pretty mm-hmm. much a university, like how, mm-hmm. how myself and my COO set it up is that, yeah. you know, they have on-site skills and then they meet with a ton of different people within agri- agriculture, all my connections. So, and I, and I match them with people to help mentor them towards their goals, mm-hmm. um, you know, and get them set up with things that as black people, we struggle with, you know, fi- accountants and people that do business formations. Like, how do you get an LLC? Do you want to ask for a C-Corp? Like a place to be able to ask all these questions and to get you really set and solid. Um, yes. And so that's what we provided for these seven individuals that we chose. Like I had 50 applications that myself and my COO went through and we ended up landing on 10 people and then we ended with seven. And so I, you know, I was very happy with, with those results and I'm I'm really excited to see what they do next. Mm. 
That's awesome. Now, what, what kind of community awards have you won? Like, <laughs> so, you, you in the running. Right. I feel like the, I feel like the Enquirer, being in the Enquirer is like a, another equivalent of having a parking space in Center City for a person. Oh, okay. I, I yeah, like I guess I that's like true. It. That's true. No. But this sounds like she needs a, like a, an award. Like, that's, that's a lot for the community, man. Yeah. Well, I will say, uh, Philly Mag did just name me the uh, community, the Philly's best community leader. They just came out with their list for okay. Philly's best, and I was on it, and I was very proud to be yes. um, Philly's about. best community leader. What's up? That's what's up. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So that's. I mean, those are. There's a, a number of accolades, and and just honestly, people just. I don't even need all that. It really mm-hmm. comes down to like really seeing the impact of people's lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's still so much work to do. Like, mm-hmm. I need to create farming needs to be convenient, and I need to make farming as convenient as possible mm-hmm. because there's. I can't. We can't really expect like a bunch of people are going to be popping up gardens in their front yards. Like, right, that's right. just not something that people are. Everybody's going to do. So we need to put as many. Um, you know, access to farming and fresh fruit in as many neighborhoods as possible, especially communities of color. I say I'm mm-hmm. gonna start a garden every every year. That's, and what, I, that's what I, I was just about to ask. What if, like, for people like Yoda, do you do consultations in his yard and make so, and help him develop a space? Yes. The answer to your question is yes. I've uh, I've built many a gardens and farms for multiple people throughout the city. Nice. Um, I oh yeah, come that- on down. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you how to say the word I was trying to say earlier. <laughs> Oh, halter skelter, like a halter, uh, halter, oh, the halter culturalist. Yeah. culturalist. So, agriculture was one that you was having a little bit of agriculture. Talking. No, I got agriculture. Um, <laughs> okay, we got that. Hold on, he tried to say horticulturalist. Horticultural. That's yeah, it. Was culture horticulturalist? Yes, horticulture or horticulturalist. Horticulturalist. Yeah. Okay. Horticulturalist. I was close enough. We're not stupid, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I think Kyle was saying hort and not hort. Uh, hort I should be hort. saying oh. hort. Mm-hmm. Hort. Yes, horticulture. Horticulture. I was yeah. saying hort. So, you know, now I like to say that agriculture is the culture because I, I, okay. I want okay. <laughs> I want people to know that it's cool. You know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And putting your hands in soil is cool. And being able to feed yourself and your family and know where your food comes from, all that is cool. We all love food yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's mm-hmm. so many um, awards that are out here for chefs. There's mm-hmm. all these shows that glorify chefs. And we go to people's restaurants because we glorify them, but we don't ever talk about where the food where is coming from. from. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the, the also the, the responsibility that we need to start putting on our purveyors where, where we do mm-hmm. go eat. You know, like our soup, even our markets. Like, where are y'all sourcing mm-hmm. this stuff from? Yeah, like, everybody just needs. To yeah, you should. Ask, you can. You can. You can ask some of those questions. We we might not. We might. We might not get the answer from like the the employee who's just kind of covering that area. But you need to ask yeah. the right people. The grocery store um, should should have that. Should on know and have that yeah. information. They got buyers and stuff. So you would actually. Yeah, they got buyers. buyers. So, um, you know. I would say coming from a family of entrepreneurs, but in different, you know, industries. One is my brother, um, who he's a, uh, by day, he's a license and inspection um, manager for the city of Chester. But okay. by by afternoon in his side business, he's grown um, a successful uh, solo subs uh, company. 
the where he does now majority like catering. But I do know for a simple fact that he, uh, you know, buys all of his stuff fresh, like, you know, by, you know, by day he's buying, you know, all of his peppers, onions, you know, all these things, ingredients to make his sandwiches. Um, do you do businesses? Uh, do you do business currently with not just families, but small black owned businesses to source, you know, sort of some of the ingredients and stuff for their, you know, day to day business? So small businesses are my preference for sure. And small okay. little petite restaurants are also my preference. So out, what I do is I do custom growing, which is very different than most farmers. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of farmers and, and the just the, the way that it's always been done, right? Okay. Um, is you grow a bunch of food and then you try to find somewhere to sell it. Okay. I do it the opposite way because environmental health is also important to me. And I understand that waste is a mm-hmm. huge attribute towards why uh, our earth is dying. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's just true. So I um, I make sure that if the, the food has a home already before I start growing. Okay. It. Nice. Okay. So the answer to your question is yes. I have a custom inquiry link on my link tree okay. on my, my Instagram, and I accept awesome. custom inquiries from different uh, small restaurants. It's my, I love oh. growing lettuces and I love growing things that are more nutrient dense. Um, But also different because, like, Mm -hmm. you know, let's introduce these customer bases to something Mm -hmm. that isn't just like this regular lettuce that they've been eating their whole life. And and, I mean, and you're and you're you're cutting out that middle person. You know what I mean? Like you're doing that direct, you know, just, uh, you know, you know, vendor, you know, customer you're doing, you're cutting out that middle, that middle broker. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, I have a two part. I have a two part question for you is. uh. Is there a, are you able in this region to farm outside all year round or do the greenhouses help for the fall and winter yes. uh, all season farming? Is that so it's no, is it any farming outside during yes. the, the winter season? Yes. What, are y'all, what are y'all growing there? Some crops will overwinter, um, but you having a greenhouse to extend your season is certainly helpful or even having what was called a low tunnel is a, you know, a hooped piece of plastic that you yeah, can cover your it. crops mm-hmm. with. Um, okay. And then they have high tunnels, which are the larger, uh, higher greenhouses that you can purchase. And they're, they're both different price points. Obviously, a low tunnel is cheaper. So that's why people at home are able to do that. For And farmers as well. You know, we, we use both to extend the season. I want to be able to grow food as long as possible, but we right. do live where we do get winters. And so my mm-hmm. ability to produce does decrease uh, because then, you know, I, I have about 3,000 square feet of greenhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, yes, I can heat that and I can grow all for the, you know, even through the winter. But the real key for everyone to be able to eat when it's cold or eat when the apocalypse and the zombies get here is to have, <laughs> you know, you gotta have um, pre- preserves. Like right, you right. Know, okay. pickling things, fermenting. This is a, a, a art of our ancestors as well, and so it's like yeah. you know, these are things that we can do so that we're not wasting this food that's growing, right. mm-hmm. um, and so that we're not hungry when the going gets tough. Okay. This is a sidebar. I heard that pickling is not just done with vinegar. Is that true? Are yeah, just, I mean, there's so you just many need different a can ways and air tightness. Correct. Yeah, and canning. Yeah, there's like pickling. There's canning and pre- preserving. Like that's. Uh-huh. Making jams like Smuckers got rich off of pick, you know, uh, preserving fruit. Preserves. <laughs> That's, That's what that it's the term preserves, right? Yeah. yeah, like you cook it down and then you put it in a jar uh-huh. and then it holds for forever, you know, years yeah. and years. Yeah, yeah. 
because of that glass wow. skit is airtight. I, I wouldn't like to eat no pickle, something pickled in water, though. Like, so did she answer the second part of your question, Lou, which is yeah, the things that you grow in the winter? Like, what do you more, oh, yeah. what do you change to? What do you switch to primarily, even though what's you more said you can heat, but what's more hardy? In, in Philly, in this this region, what's, what's, what, what are we growing outside? Yeah, so um, your brassicas is a new word for y'all. Brassica. Oh, Rob, uh, say it. Yeah. Brassica. Brassica. <laughs> I don't even know what it what is, so it don't matter what Brassica I said. Brassica <laughs> is the, the Latin officionalis name for the, the family of kale. Okay. Um, we love some okay, kale. So we love them good good greens. <laughs> no. Yes, yes. And if you notice, like, the, you know, the, the marketing food world stuck that in on us about Okay, I would fine. say like 15, maybe 20 years ago, maybe less mm-hmm. than that, honestly. Like kale mm-hmm. was not something that we was all eating. I definitely didn't grow up eating kale. No. Um, and so if you remember, kale was that piece of, of leaf that was mm-hmm. under the chicken wings mm-hmm. on your plate. Right, so, right. You know what I mean? It was the, it was the decoration mm-hmm. <laughs> of right. it all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now that kale is this, this <laughs> plant that everyone likes to eat, for the most part, uh, a part of that family is, is a bunch of other uh, plants as well that grow so well, like collard greens. All of these things grow well in the winter time, mm-hmm. and um, broccoli. I also is something that can grow when it's cold and it overwinters pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's just tasty. It's tasty. It gets better as it gets colder. Those those yeah, green leafy vegetables. vegetables. Uh-huh. Um, and you can also grow some lettuce. You can you can get that to extend into the season. Beets. Carrots. Ooh, I love beets. Um, I love beets. What about in this, in this CSA, Krista? What if I don't want no beets? Can I request what I don't want? Give me no, you're going to get gonna what you're getting. Get some, I encourage you to try new things in your season, Like beers, Lou. You're going to get a mixture, <laughs> like get a mixture of, things, of things that you like and some things that you may, you may you're not going to get a bunch of stuff you don't like. That if, I'm going to say right but now. But if you never like beets, um, you ain't going to like beets all of a sudden because I try beets every kind of way and it's still not good. I'm trying. <laughs> I don't know. People grew up tonight not make... liking Brussels sprouts and now Brussels sprouts is on every menu like everywhere. Yeah, I, I got some right now I'm about to eat. Well, yeah, exactly. people, like, Brussels sprouts are different, but I, I've had beets as an adult. I've had them yeah, uh, roasted. Yeah. Puree, oh, they still oh, taste oh, like only dirt. Thing I, I like beet juice. Mixed <laughs> have you had them juices pickled, though? Okay. Have you had pickle beets? They're good. They are. They are like, good. They, they have some like sweetness dirt. and a little oh, like so little twang. About, I'm talking to a lady yeah. who thinks beets are really nature's candy. Sugar beets. Sugar beets. They are. They're in sugar beet. Like literally, literally, the name sugar beets is because you can also right. get sugar like this. This. Dark red sugar comes from it, like yeah. sweet thing. Um, you know, beet juice like it's good. I, I love beet they juice are. when it's mixed with like mangoes and pineapples <laughs> and strawberries. <laughs> Everything sweet. I'm gonna encourage you. I'm gonna well. I'm gonna just tell you we provide recipes each week. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. I like that. I like that. We got that. I'm back on the sea. I'm back on my beats with my CSO. So you're you, yeah. you're like a you're like a mini Hello Fresh. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think that's the I think yeah. that's what the concept that yeah, well, so funny about took that beats. concept from. There's something funny about beats. One day my wife came in and she was like, Yeah, we just came from dinner and such and such ordered a beet salad. I said, Man, y'all should have beat her in. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I, beet yeah. salad? I feel like a beets beet. don't go good with anything. No, like, they do. Any yeah, over a salad, like, like you could eat that. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, you I could eat you, that. You as in the the. the no, masses. like I could eat that. No, like yeah. I could eat that. Yeah. I could eat that. Mm. There's a yeah. um. There. What's? Have you ever been to um? 
in in Center City, being as though you were there. I don't know. I'm I'm, a, I'm certain it was open when you were uh, there. But the place there's the restaurant uh, called is it called uh, Farmers Keep? Have you been there? Uh, it's off of like 20th and Market. Yes, I think I'm saying it right. But basically, this 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 the setup. So their setup and their lineup, guys, is like just like you would go to like a like a Cadoba or a Chipotle, like a Cadoba, right? right. Yep. So, but there you start with you start with the greens of uh, the like salad. Salads. Like if you want the kale or you want the um you want the um you know or your spring mix or your arugula or whatever as as kind of your base, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you go down the line and then you pick uh two other like maybe either a cold side of a vegetable or or, or either a, a warm side. So it could be like maybe you want like steam soaked like uh whatever like green beans or a slaw or whatever. And then your last thing is is a protein. So you're gonna get like a like a brisket or you're gonna get like a chicken or whatever on or with it. It is yeah. one of the best um like dip platters just like for lunch, you even leave there not feeling like, you know how you, you know, at lunch and you're like, I don't want all this. Like, cause I know I'm going to get back to the job. I'm going to feel like I got that, like that food coma is going to hit me. Yeah. Like you don't even feel that after you, you know, you eat the food. So just sidebar. Yes. And to your sidebar, did you ever think about why that doesn't exist in neighborhoods of color? Yeah, cause they don't want us. To they don't want us. They, they want us home. to be sluggish. They want us to be all, you know what right. I mean? Diabetes. Laid up. Brown, brown beef. Everything. Yes. And so, quick, quick story. I uh, in 2020, I did a walk through my neighborhood in Germantown to different. Mm-hmm. I went to five different corner stores, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to find out if they anybody would be willing to carry fresh vegetables. Didn't even mm-hmm. necessarily need to be mine. I just wanted mm-hmm. to know what you know what was the vibes. Mm-hmm. And every single one of those owners or people that could speak English in those stores that were willing to talk to me, everybody mm-hmm. said no. Mm-hmm. And, go and, but they, they told me why, and it makes perfect sense. Because from a, as a businesswoman, if I mm-hmm. can't sell it, right, then right. it's not a good product. And we're we're mm-hmm. conditioned we're conditioned to yes. not eat the fresh lemon or the fresh exactly. apple. I was watching mm-hmm. an Instagram thing, and this girl was like, "Y'all been selling me grapes and strawberries in the hood, and I've been eating mm-hmm. oranges and apples my whole life." And now y'all out here with this papaya. I ain't never had no papaya. Yeah, yeah I just saw that. Papaya in the papaya. Hood. And, and, I'm like, this, and this kai-wai. can't spell. This, <laughs> this can't spell for her life. And But then there ain't no papayas in the hood. I ain't seen a papaya that giant on mm-hmm. me ever. Right. You gotta go to the farmer's the- market to get those fruits. That's the thing. And so, like, even that, I mean, papaya is not, it's a tropical fruit. We, right. we don't grow it here. Mm-hmm. So, focusing people on knowing what does grow here is just the education. It's like, eat the food that is growing here because it's the food that's grown closest to you is the food that's better for that's you. Best, yeah. Um, and, you know, what I realized is that since they weren't going to do it, then I needed to redefine the corner store. And so, like, that's literally what my mm. next project is that I've been simultaneously working on with all the other things. And I, I in, on January 31st, I got a, a grant from the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture for $50,000 nice. to nice. be able to erect the very first, thank you, <laughs> the very first redefine the corner store. So, farmer, I don't know what it's going to be called yet, so I'm not even going to lie to y'all. But farmer John John. It's, uh, it's in the <laughs> Corner John. Yo, somebody else that's actually on the list. It's so funny you say that. It's on the list. Um, we have we have a list of names, and that's one of them. Um, but yeah, there's so many opportunities for us to be able to make food affordable. And that farmers keep they don't take food stamps, 
and they and they should because right. this is this is cold food. Yeah. So there's no reason why yeah, that's, that's not a place that can't accept food stamps. And so what I believe is that we put in a neighborhood like Germantown, it's come I mean, many neighborhoods in the city are becoming gentrified. Right. So as y'all keep mixing um, you know, all those together, but also mixing you know, pretty much it's a level of segregation comes with it. But I'm trying to keep uh black people in their where they're from if they want to have a place that's better than it has been. Yes. You know what I mean? Because that's what we deserve. Yes. And so while, yes, I grew up in Germantown and I grew up in the hood, I realized that as new people are coming in, um, it could potentially, it is an opportunity to be able to put a new a corner join in, in my community where both people, regardless of all people, regardless of socioeconomic status and color of your skin, can have a healthy place to partake of food. Right. And me, the reason why the beat is my logo and my that I design is be in Farmer John. If you look at the the logo, it's a beat that's next to the name, and it's because I could not find beats in my neighborhood mm. when I did that walk. Okay. When I did that walk, and I wanted to, and I needed to, and it was like I, I want beats, and I can't go in my own community to find it. I gotta drive to Chestnut Hill. Yeah. You know, I got to drive up Germantown Avenue, which you can see in Germantown. If you if you look at Germantown Avenue, the whole thing, mm -hmm. I know y'all know from one end of it to the other, it's completely different. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I traveled the it. The types of food, food yep. are complete. The, the types of people mm -hmm. and the types of food change as you go right. from one yeah, end. To the see how yeah. see the importance, yeah. Rob, of uh, of keeping beats around. You can't. You got to make sure they don't go extinct. So <laughs> yeah, you need to but that's but that's weird. Uh, like I've had beats, but you can you like just thinking like I've had beats because my parents like them, so I had them yeah, growing yeah, up. Yeah. But like some, if your parents don't like beats and you live in the city. You mm -hmm. may have never seen or or ate a beat right. before. Right. I, just I, have a I forget. I forget where I just good. was too. Yeah, Ape I mean, I'm I good were... too, Rob. But I'm just spoonful of dirt beats equal the same thing to me. <laughs> <laughs> what? What does spoonful of dirt? Spoonful of dirt. Spoonful of wet dirt, Rob. Wet yeah, dirt, Rob. Little mud pie. Lots of mud, right? Little mud pie. I forget where I where 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 me and my family was. If we were at another family member's house, or if we were out to dinner and just slice. Of, of radishes were mm. foreign to to my wife. She was like, "What is that?" I was like, oh, "That's some good radishes." Yeah. I was like, "You got to eat that. Like, it's got a little bit of a." I said, "You know, that's where the horseradish comes from. You know, that we eat or whatever. You're not used to seeing the slice. You used to seeing it. You know, you know, mixed up and you you make it from What's it, it or horseradishes. So but no, the slices are like they're, they're 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 nice on the palate, like you would have like a like a fresh eaten like a cucumber or yeah. or like you know or carrots or whatever. But you don't see them as often anymore, like incorporated into things that you know that we eat. And I was I was tearing up things. I was like old memories because I hadn't yeah. had them in a while. Radishes are dope, and horseradishes um, are amazing also. But mm -hmm. they, they all are. I just love them, and I didn't. I also didn't grow up with radishes either, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know. So I, you know, I can definitely, I vibe with her on that. Like not knowing what it is, but I'm yeah. also super open to trying things. Like yeah, I just yeah. yolo everything. And she so, said, "That's what she said." She tasted it. She was like, "Oh man, this is good. Oh, I can eat this. Yeah. This is but a I snack. Can see like where put it, it tastes mm -hmm. like dirt. I can see. Yeah. It. I, can, it is a, I mean, it is. Well, it from it is come right out of there. Right from that mud. Right out of the mud. Yep. Right. Um, yeah. Right. But the farm to table dinner that we have, you got Lou. You got to come to a farm to table dinner. Listen, invite me. I'm ready. I'm coming. I'm like as soon as soon as you. She said. She said Lou. Nobody else. 
Blue. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Blue is giving off the vibe of that he's like super intrigued. So I think that's why. She I'm just joking. I'm just not joking. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was you about the right beat. I'll, I'll try anything, Krista. I will try it. Uh, no, I I'll want try all of y'all to come, but I yeah, was just yeah, making sure I'll... Lou knew that Look, the I beats... got my personal invite. I don't know what is going to be on the menu. <laughs> beats will be on the menu, let, Lou. Let, let me yes. know if you you putting all this. Bring brown your bib, sugar your on apron. It, you gonna put all this beet sugar. <laughs> why it gotta be brown sugar? Because had... she said something about beet sugars and brown sugars and. No, she she said sugar beet. Look, we have a Negro palate because of the diabetes and the racism of America, and I am the one with the Negro palate. She said she loves some sours and Kool Aid. But I've had glazed beets and they still taste like sugar with dirt on them. It's like somebody funky that spray cologne on it. Yeah, you still smell funky. I know you put that cologne on. You did just run a whole track meet in two basketball games. I feel like Krista will introduce a new or maybe an or more organic, as she put it. Maybe way, maybe it's oh, you know. Sometimes it's it's, it's in the all it's in yeah. the way that you know that it is served certain I would foods. Like to go. Well, exactly. no, so. my, my taste buds may have changed. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you can get me. I, I'll let you know if it's good. It's probably I'll been a minute, Lou. When the last time you tried the beat? Because I know you said what the beats that you had had like was grown in pe- with pesticides and all and all that food. other you know herbs. Yeah, I'm sure these they were. beats from like Dr. Dre made them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you though, Krista. So, yeah. so the far, the table, the Farm corner table. table, the cor- corner of John John that we got set up, it's working yeah. on. She's working How, on. like you said, with with the your the neighborhoods in Philadelphia becoming gentrified, it's easier for like these white folks is coming in here and they want whole foods and they want uh, farm fresh vegetables, but it seems like the the goal is to get more black and brown people that are into the neighborhood already that, that have never left to get yep. there. How would you get them? Because like the people in the bodegas and the corner stores say mm-hmm. they don't buy the food because people ain't going to buy it. So how would you get them when, since you got the grant, once you start putting the, the places up, how will you get black people and brown people to come in, in there and walk out with the vegetables and the fruits? Because representation matters. Mm, you right about that. And that's it. That's really it. That's it. Like yeah. I'm so, so I've had so many people have been eating healthier that have come to me. I literally just had one of uh, my CSA members tell me that her skin has cleared up since she mm-hmm. started. Wow. Because she yep. cooks with the vegetables. She's intentional about going, looking at the recipes, taking the food, and going mm-hmm. to prepare her meals for the mm-hmm. week. Absolutely. And she was like, my skin is so much better mm-hmm. right. I, I started this. A lot so of I was going to say that. I know you're getting these 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 connections with so many different um, you know, CSA members. Uh, tell us a little bit about some of the other stories. Like you you, you shared that, uh, that 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 feedback of like skin. Um, anyone that kind of heard about, like you said, using different vegetables and things like that for healing, that was, uh, that's part of our, ans- and, and, uh, our history our ans- yeah. where our ancestral background. So Heritage. tell us, you know, about, and that's an awesome and true you- answer, by the way, like just being a black woman in the industry, it's true. Yeah. Another black person to see him like, yeah, I eat vegetables now. Well, a lot of it's right. ac- education right. and access. Yeah. A lot, a lot of, that's not like we don't yeah. want to eat it. It's like, access. we don't got we don't it. Even know. Right. I won't know what to do with it when we have it. Like you said, you got recipes for mm-hmm. beets. I wouldn't know what to do with a beet unless until I looked up a recipe. I would, but bear, unless... I would bury the beet again. That's what I would do. <laughs> I would bury that shit. 
Like maybe um, need, maybe need some more ripening. <laughs> there's been uh, to your point. There has been. I mean, so many people have said different things, and just by presence, you know, just me having ideas and wanting and understanding that black and brown people uh, have always got the short end of the stick and deserve so much more and deserve better. I just get so many people who are so happy that I'm now offering a bunch of things, the food, the food, the education, mm-hmm. you know, being, making sure that people understand where everything that they consume comes from. I, mm-hmm. did, an, uh, I did an event called Seed and Sip. Uh, that's one of our signature events. And it's all about. I go on Wednesdays. You, <laughs> wait, Seed and Sip. Oh, please. Seed and Sips. Oh, Sips. <laughs> oh, you had, you, the CC, this, oh, you talk, had me think about Sitter City. I know what you're talking about. I'm like, wait a minute. I go on with this. You don't go to this one, sir. You don't go to this one. (laughs) She said. Uh, I think about, I think about all. Said, oh, I no, 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 no. I know you won't be here. I, I ain't never saw you there. Seed and Sip is an event that I started. Um, and it's all about making sure that people see the, the correlation between everything we absolutely need. Mm-hmm. You're already interacting with agriculture and you don't even know it. How do, how do I get invited since I haven't been? Well, let me just tell you what the premise of the event is first. <laughs> yes. See if I want to come. Um, right, because you might have been like you know, in the movies. That you'd be the hunter. Everything you everything you eat, obviously, it comes from well, it should. It comes from the, the earth first. Before mm-hmm. anybody does anything crazy to it and messes mm-hmm. it up, mm-hmm. it is an amazing plant. And then as is the, the beer that you're drinking, the whiskey that you love, like all of that right. started out as a plant first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then even the clothes that you're wearing all started out as a plant as well as the 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 houses that you live in started out as a plant plant. so this is like what i'm trying to get people to understand is that you have to pay respect to agriculture Mm -hmm. and more than you are because you're not giving any nods to the origins of things Mm -hmm. um and so i've done i did one with a, a friend uh a friend of mine is a fawn weaver the the founder and okay. CEO of Uncle Nerd Whiskey, okay. and mm-hmm. she sponsored her company sponsored an event. Uh, so we did a Uncle a seed and set with Uncle Nearest, and it was mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. Uh, I had people doing an electric slide child. Oh my god, all types of people while they, farm, while they came to learn about farming and whiskey, and they put their hands in soil. Everybody left with a plant that they planted themselves. Nice. Um, and that's what it was all about for me. It's like just providing experiences around agriculture, and um, we'll be doing one of those coming in this fall. So I'll make sure you're aware of how. I want to come. Like I want to yeah, come. come Not a busy calendar, but I want to come. I was a, that was yeah. a life flex, but I, I appreciate it. That was life uh, my yeah. my friend. Hey, friend we, we should we should see and sip with Uncle Nearest. No right. <laughs> right. We no, we, we, we hopefully we all reach that level. Yeah. We've got I'm, that. Oh no, I said I enjoyed it. I, I, I thoroughly right. enjoyed yeah. the life flex. I'm for currently sure. two degrees from Uncle Nearest. Right. There you yes, go. Exactly. I know for her. Now I know for her. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Don't> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. Six degrees of separation. Uh, we won. Six degrees of crystal. Oh, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, we know. That's <laughs> <laughs> how we, that's what we do here. We, we are here to build relationships. Remember to see the city? Oh, you almost there? Nope. Uh-uh. Farmer John. I feel like that's the password. Farmer John. You just spell your name out. Like, cool, come on in. 
<laughs> that's stupid. Yeah, that, I'm definitely. That, and you said that's so going to be in the fall. How, how how large is your team now? How did how how where did it start? Yeah. How large is your team now? And are you to your point? Like you're saying, you're hiring. You know, you know, seasonally or based on you know the memberships that are uh, prepaid for months in advance. Uh, yeah. How 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 do you scale your your um your employee volume? Yeah, so my my all my goal has always been to keep my team on uh, because mm-hmm. we have the tea company that's helpful. Tea is the most popular in the winter, so mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have to lay off any anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, I, I had in twenty twenty, I had fourteen people that worked nice. at the farm, mm-hmm. uh, and that was a lot. And that was also a learning experience, a right? Mm-hmm. Like hiring my own team who I pay is different than managing a team exactly for mm-hmm. other people that and they doing pay. like the budget like because you're like okay yeah. they're giving this X a number of dollars to yeah. you know be like okay here's the salary increases all that but yeah exactly like, like these are the hours them. and you know to my accountants uh dismay in the beginning I I was like anybody that's coming on my team has to make minimum $15 an hour, which is over double minimum wage in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what my, that's where my heart was. And that's where it still is. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. even through all the struggles and the tightness of uh, the moments, and see, with COVID, and I'm like, mm-hmm. we have to pay $15 an hour. Like we can't. Yeah. And I remember, and it was tough. I remember like literally uh, during this journey of going in my own bank account, my own savings and like, dishing out cash because mm-hmm. I'm like I gotta make sure that y'all get paid like right. you know sales are not sales are not doing everything that they should that I would love them to do we mm-hmm. are in COVID people are hesitant to do certain things so it's like I gotta make it work um, mm-hmm. and so that's a skill that you just get better at like mm-hmm. yeah. I, I uh, Wallow said something recently I'm sure y'all know who Wallow is <laughs> and he just said something recently and he was like everybody out here calling himself a boss but like you're not really a boss until you pay for people's lives. Right. Yeah. I was like, yo, that mm. I was like, right. damn. You got that on your conscience every night you lay down. It, can you right. keep the doors open? Can you keep like, yeah. yeah and like, it's real. It's my, real. It's- my, my cousin, um, separate, my cousin owns a restaurant and, you know, he was telling me just like, you know, I have to do this. The, the, the things he has to do to like, make sure that he makes payroll you know, yes. he's running this, you know, his, his restaurant and then he's running a, a barbershop. It's totally two different models in terms mm-hmm. of how he, you know, one receives his income. But like you saying, being responsible for, uh, you know, these other people's lives. And, you yeah. know, sometimes I just let, listen to him when he riding home and he after he closed the restaurant and I'm just listening to him like, yeah, bro. Well, it's what that, 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 I, I, I almost feel like restaurant there. Um, sorry, Yoda. I haven't I haven't been, but it's it's like soul food place. It's um it's up in it's up in PA, um where he where he has his restaurant. I'll get you info off. Yeah, we'll talk. Well, we'll he, talk he can we'll get, get his vegetables from from. Uh, that's that's, that's, that's what I'm. That's out. actually what I'm work. I'm gonna work on next because yeah, I already just okay. got in the, the information. I need you. Know, you need to know the whole geese, yep, and restaurants. Yeah. Yep. So. Well, I, th- I think um Kevin Hart actually. I was gonna say I like to eat. I just like to eat. Kevin Hart kind of touched on the same kind of thing as well. He was talking about like now before he was like, he was just trying to get the money, get the money. But now he's like, he's more about how many people have a, how many people did I put to work? How many people did I feed? How many Mm -hmm. on what I'm doing? How, how much? So I understand that. You ain't really been a boss until yeah, you actually pretty, are. Yeah, yeah. And they say, the perspective is different. Yeah. Right. And they say mm-hmm. like the true entrepreneurship is you to the point where you don't have to actually work yourself because you got people. Because I love it so much. Not, not, 
well, if you want to work, then you can because you love it. But is it, true entrepreneurship is when you get to the point where you don't have to do it if you didn't want to. You you can trust the people that you have under you to do the work for you. You don't have to be there oh. 20, 24 hours a day. And, oh, well, that's definitely a fact. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the only way that I can continue to be be a visionary and act on those visions, right? right? right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I can't. So to, the question that was asked is how big is my team now? I yeah. have... Um, six people that currently work at the greenery on Germantown Avenue and mm-hmm. they're all part-time. So everybody like rotates through. I do have, um, except one person who is my, the manager that oversees all the things there. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I am rarely at the greenery, um, mm-hmm. unless I'm absolutely, unless I'm needed or for team meetings and like team retreats that we do. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm rarely at the greenery. I spend a lot of my time at the farm and even that, I can trust my team to get the things done. So I have two people that work for me consistently at the farm and there's a heavy volunteer program that exists there mm-hmm. that, that one helps me offset some cost of labor, but also is super serves as an educational process for folks. Um, mm-hmm. And so that, and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a COO that is my right hand legit mm-hmm. for the foundation and he also has ownership in my for-profit brand as well. Awesome. So, yeah, and that's what it, really what I want to do. I want to, as I build this for-profit company and I have mm-hmm. these, this nonprofit and I have all these assets that I'm building, I want to give other people ownership of what mm-hmm. I've built to show, one, to show my appreciation. Mm-hmm. And for two, it's like, this is also, it, it, it provides more investment on their part to mm-hmm. see it succeed because my for-profit doesn't pay him. But he's more invested in seeing the whole picture come together because right. the nonprofit mm-hmm. pays him, and it's a and it's a sister to the for profit. Oh, wow. So, right. yeah, yeah, that's what's up. So, um, where was I going? I was going to ask you just like as you're as you're saying, you're year round. You're like to get your highest yields. You do you start you do you start in the winter and then you know go through spring and and to then be able to put everything out more like early, early summer or, or, or late spring, like what's your seasonality? Um, yep. So crops are already like December is we're starting to, well, put trees in the ground. Cause that's a good time. Like if our winters are very mild right now. And I remember mm-hmm. last year when I did one of my clients um, farms, I literally was putting gra- trees in the ground, fruit trees in his mm-hmm. ground in December because it was mm-hmm. it was like fifty degrees. Because oh, yeah. um, global warming is real, and yeah. we need to, to do everything we can to, to save us. <laughs> um, and so that's mm-hmm. what I mean by like the apocalypse. I'm really talking about global warming. Yeah. Um, but you know all the things that we can do to make sure that that stays subsided. But I am growing food. Like seeds are starting to go in soil in the greenhouse by February. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, early February and sometimes even late January mm-hmm. so that we can put, <laughs> you know, so that we can take everything that's grown in the, the heated greenhouse out to the field as soon as it's warm enough. Okay, so you so you do seedlings in the greenhouse and yes. then you all do you always does anything ever grow from seedling to mm-hmm. from harvest, seed from seed to harvest in, in the, the greenhouse? Field? Oh, no, I don't do that. Everything ends okay. up going outside. Yeah, okay. like I have in the past. I've grown tomatoes in the greenhouse from seed to harvest. Um, but primarily, we do a lot of our, if I had more greenhouses, I would do more. But because I'm working with one 3,000 square foot greenhouse, yeah. you know, I have to, I really need to use that to be able to prepare 
Ah, for, gotcha. Is, yeah, is, so to keep always keep prepping. Is there a difference in the taste of, of of anything? Is there a difference in the taste of anything from being grown in the greenhouse versus outside oh, the greenhouse? Outside. Okay. Um, definitely. Wow. There. What is happening here? She changed, she changed, she changed location. I bet she turned on the light. I bet yeah. <laughs> Tomatoes. Tomatoes. You, people say they don't like tomatoes. I actually have my moments of not liking tomatoes, but a tomato what, that's tomatoes? grown organically and on a farm is like the best. Ah. There's nothing like it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably nice and sweet. Right. It is. Is it less? Is it like it's, it less acidity? Maybe, or is it still? What do you? I would say it's a lot. It's a lot sweeter, and there's so many different varieties of tomato, yeah, which right. is what I'm also trying, wanting to teach our people. Mm-hmm. Is that you know we go to the store and we like, oh, we bought an onion, but like there's what so many different onions? varieties yeah. of onions. Mm-hmm. You know, we got mm-hmm. simply onions. We have purple onions, like Medallia. But Vidalia, yes. Like the list goes on and on. The same thing goes for every other thing: kale, lettuce. So I typically don't grow the super common, uh, and I always like to let people know what the what the name of the variety is. Like that kale, oh, that's Tuscan kale, or that's okay. Red Russian kale, okay. or you know, like it's not just that. kale to you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When I when so I when I was in Italy, the, when I was tasting the tomato, I think that was the first time I've really said, "Oh, this really is a fruit." Like, that was the first time I really thought that this was a fruit. Right. Yeah, it was like sweet. Yeah. It was sweeter. Like, I was like, "Yeah, nice. this is a fruit." Okay. Juice, uh, juice was running down your chin. Hey, I just take up take the end off the end of the bite like an apple. Right. But right. I guess I need to put on my uh, my uh, host because we had because it went from light to dark. Uh, so that means we have been here for a while. So I don't want to keep. We know yeah. far, we got you know yeah, yeah. I know you do again. farmer hours. I know you've been <laughs> yeah. up since that's the crack what, of dawn. Was, that actually, <laughs> I, I want to get in one more question, and that's what it has to do with. Like you said, it was kind of late in your day to be doing the podcast. What what does your day? When does it start? Like, and you said it's over by noon for the actual outside part. When is this hot? Well, so we're in the dead of summer, like this. Yes. You know, the sun is at the top of the sky by 2 p.m. That's mm-hmm. when it's at the top of the, the, like the top of the sky. And high noon okay. is a real thing. It talks about where the sun is. So, like, noon, is, the sun is getting higher starting around noon and then okay. 2. And then it starts to descend gradually as the time, you know, goes, the day goes on. Yeah. Um, so, I like to get myself and my team out of the field by noon. That's the goal. And it might be 2, but that's at the very latest because it, I can't have anybody. Pass I literally no, no. exhausted. <laughs> Yeah. One of my farm hands, and, and it, this was a cloudy day. We were just out at one of a client, or one of our client's houses on Saturday, which was pretty cloudy in the morning. Um, and we got there around eight o'clock, and by ten thirty, we were leaving because she passed out. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was wow. it was it was too much. It was too much, and there was no sun. And I, and I and we also. We didn't eat. <laughs> we That's true, but that but, that that heat is is a, it's 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 different now. When you outside, yeah, like you got prep. I got outside the yeah. I got outside the car on like Friday night, and it was no yeah. sun out. And you know that you know that humidity hits you. You be like, oh, yeah. Like, I gotta I was, take a minute. It's it's rough. So my typical days are uh, five a.m. is when I like to wake up. Sometimes my body might wake up naturally a little earlier. But if, and that's only if I go to bed on time. Like I like to be in the bed by six and sleep by nine. Like that's my preference. 
Oh, we messed you all up today. Yeah. <laughs> In the best. No, she picks. She picks six though. She picks six. We didn't mess around. <laughs> I will tell you though, Sundays. Um, Sundays are my weekend because I am. All, I'm off on Mondays. Okay. Oh, okay. Good. Oh, okay. Um, but that's, party the, that's my lightest day of the week, oh, okay. and so I try my best not to take any meetings. So that's that's the only day you got to take your days because nobody's gonna take them for you. Right. Yeah. True. Uh, yeah. And everybody be like, "Oh yeah, what about Monday?" And I'd be like, "No." Absolutely not. Like I not. Um, and you just have to do that because I'm sure people always try to spend your time. All right, all right. I know we said we got to be conscious of time. It's one. It's we. We've been on for so why a, you uh, an hour and another long question. I can always say okay. no, but I no. I just want to tie this into beer because we did have some um some uh you know beer and actual um you know I guess you, private brewers or own brewers kind of thing on the podcast earlier. Like, yeah. do you? Or have you been on a farm? Do you actually work with anyone that is like asking for like malts, malts, hops, things like that that are beer related? So I will tell you, I do. I have not. People have asked, can I grow okay. hops? But okay. the amount of hops that one would need right. in order to brew enough beer right. mm-hmm. is Huge. not something that I'm willing to allocate. You're not at that scale for. yet. Right. Got it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And it's not I even just, that I'm not scale yet because I just um, was looking at 100 acres the other day so that's mm-hmm. not really it it's mm-hmm. more so that <laughs> oh that's right <laughs> it's more so I have a choice of what I want to grow and what sure. if I'm going to uh, give space towards something my mm-hmm. my main focus is always going to be towards the science of the body and nutrition mm-hmm. okay. physical health of people got it and physical health of people means i need to be growing their food that's what they yes. need the absolute got it needed. got it so a lot more um, organic beers and breweries coming up though <laughs> there are there are so on a standpoint of what's financially um agreeable like a yeah. cash, i don't grow cash crops like that's yeah. just not something i do like you're not ever going to see on my farm a whole field of one thing Gotcha. Um, monocropping is what that's called, which right. is why um, the soil has gone to hell. I was about to say, yeah, mm. yeah. So we can get that another, another time. Okay, all right, good, good. That's um, why I have question. you back. I want you back yeah, after we, we, do after we do the, the, the sip and see. You can come, come seed on back. Seed and sip. Seed and sip. Seed. 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 I've been thinking the pull, the thing you pulled back when you was a kid and it spun around and what it does <laughs> <What>? <laughs> speaking set speaking set yeah I'm with you whenever we go to that I want Chris to back on because I have I have we've yeah. been on for I got a ton hours. of I questions got, yeah I got like six more questions I don't know what you're talking about I'm about to tell her to come over to my house in my backyard and need help well, <laughs> right. we can interview we can interview her there right <laughs> um, yeah I, I do I will do a consult no problem I'll be here alright oh, well yeah. before we wrap up we always like to oh, well one is there anything that people should know or anything you want people to leave a no- on a good note in terms of what they should know about uh, Krista, Farmer John, uh, Viva, Viva Leaf uh, Tea, like all that, like how uh, in terms of what you want people to know or leave on uh, before we wrap up? Yeah, thank you for that space. Um, you know, Farmer John is all about reintroducing farming into the lifestyles of urban people. Like that's mm-hmm. what my whole thing now is about. Um, and and I do it for three main reasons that all evolve around health. And it's physical health of people, environmental health, and also social health. Um, systemic racism touches all three of those. Amen. And I want to, uh, as a black person, a black woman, representation does matter. And so I literally am impacting all three of those areas and spaces by just doing the work that I'm passionate about and that I enjoy doing. So mm-hmm. I, I feel, like I said, I feel very privileged. Um, I feel very honored. 
to be able to do this work. And so I want to invite more people into helping continue this work um, by going to my website and, and donating, even if it's five dollars. Like you don't know how big of a deal that is to us to be able to have somebody that aligns with us so much so that they gave uh, their hard-earned dollar to our cause. So mm-hmm. that is one huge thing. And if you know anybody that's interested in growing and wants to become more proficient as a farmer or a grower, um, we have multiple ways to do that. Whether you want to be a part of our my cohort where I train you to, to be an agripreneur yourself mm-hmm. uh, and start your own business, or you can simply come to the greenery in Germantown, uh, Mount Airy section of the city, and have a beer and learn how, you know, hey. put your hands in some soil and, and ask coming. questions. Uh-huh. Um, and then also, from anywhere in the world, you can support my tea company as well. That's you awesome. know, knowing that Global. those herbs are organic world. and grown by a black farmer and my team, you can, you know, sip something, uh, something that's amazing and dope and that is loved on. And you can feel the love as well. Those herbs are, are super healthy, and I want to be able to trans- transfer that to other people. How many different flavors of tea do you have? Right now we have 13. Nice. Yeah, and growing, and yeah. growing, and honeys that we also have. Uh, and you know, next year I'll be too. a beekeeper. Go. All good stuff. I, I, you I, got I, the website, Lou. You got a website. You got a website. I'm about to just DM our friends now. <laughs> I, I got a personal information. Right. Oh, Trust it. Like the guy over in where Martin Martinique. If she, you know, Sebastian. you know, right. Sebastian, you know what I mean? We, you Sebastian, a.k.a. Lou Belgium. Right. I definitely <laughs> would call my son. He will run you all around, do what you need him to do. <laughs> <laughs> Take you to, you, you want to go to school with me? Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I want to oh. thank uh, Krista Barfa, yeah, a.k.a. Farmer Jones, to come on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. awesome. KJ for even suggesting me. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. KJ. Yeah, yeah. When when he when he when he mentioned you, I said I definitely needed to, uh, to hit you up, and I think Lou did the same thing as well. Uh, so he had like minds. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but like I know you said you mentioned though, like how can they actually go to the? Is there websites in terms of uh, uh, Viva uh, Viva yeah. Leaf uh, and uh, um, Farmer John? Is there what are what are those websites? Yeah. So Viva Leaf Tea is V I V A Leaf. T-T-E-A.com, uh, and Farmer Joan Philly, Farmer, J-A-W-N, Philly.com, and everything there is to know about how to how to tap in with us and all the ways is right on those websites. Right, as well as those social media networks as well. Yeah, okay, Instagram, okay. Yeah, Instagram, Farmer Joan Philly. Definitely follow us on there. That's where I'm the most mm-hmm. active. I'm about to stick my toe in TikTok. So I'm right. you know how that goes. <laughs> I, 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 I found you on LinkedIn too. Forever. All right. I think here come that here come well. that James Beard finalist out here. She about to get okay. some of that James Beard. Mm-hmm. Oh no, you already know. Please, be here. Be here. And you already know I'm coming through. You already know. I'm all right, I see it. All right. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Yeah, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at I M three zero two Y O. D A. Uh, Lou? That's it. Uh, my, my name is Lou Belgium. Um, I'm on the Memstagrams. All right. Dev? You can find me on Instagram, Dev Drinks Craft Brew. Or if you need to reach me via email, you can reach me at Dev Drinks Craft Brew at bruisingbanner.com. Or I swear that makes me happy every time. <laughs> <laughs> I pay for I pay for yearly. I need the, I need uh, I need traffic. 
We need traffic. Hey, you can find bruising. Beneficial. You can find bruising bear at the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at bruising bear at the podcast. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts, even Pandora and iHeartRadio. You can even say Alexa, play Bruising Banner Podcast because we are on Amazon Music as well. Want to follow me, Rob G, Rob Say Bruising. Bing, 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 bing. Uh, you can also go www.bruisingbanter.com and get the merch if you want to support the uh, the pack. Mm-hmm. I don't have merch on today. Show you noted us. Oh, there you oh, go. There <laughs> if you want to support uh, and get the merch as well, there there'll be there will be some new merch coming uh, soon. Um, uh, so that'll be on the website as well. Um, Gravy baby. And uh, once again, I want to thank uh, Farmer John for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Been a pleasure. Ellen Rob Till. Until next time. Have a good week, everyone. Peace. Bye. Come on, where that outro? Doc B. Not too young to drive cars. Back on my scooter, you ride. Your bones in black and white sambas. Counting the stars in the night. Honey, boys, with extra frost.